Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Manzi and Trost. I know it's been a while since we've graced your sweet ears. Uh, we had a little bit of a, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a hiatus there with the finals and everything in winter break. So we've been busy. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's nice to just get a break from uh, just anything in life. You know, just it's, you know, everything's good in moderation. So uh, I think I feel rejuvenated from the time I've had off. I'm ready to bring you guys some stellar content. I know Trost is as well. Um, just to preface, Trost will not be joining us today. We are going to be joined instead by a very, very special guest who you have heard from before, my very good friend, Brian Scott, here with us today. Brian, uh, if you just want to say a quick word to the uh, the peeps at home who will be listening to this later, um, I don't know, it was something special. I don't, what, do you, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I'm very excited to be back. This is actually my first time we're doing this on Zoom, so I can see uh, Mr. Manzi, and he <laughs> looks good as ever, I have to say. Absolutely. So it's not. nice to see his face. Well, I look like a rat. But that's not true. But, uh, yeah, I'm always happy to be here, share a little bit of my mind. Uh, very, you have a very powerful mind, Brian, as everyone knows. I appreciate um, that. Thank before you. We, before we dive into the whole sports thing i know we have a big weekend ahead of us and that's kind of what the gist of this podcast is about um you know super wildcard weekend it's obviously one of the most exciting weekends of football i might even say it's on par with like conference championship week just because of the the sheer volume of games to be played it's up there um, it's one of the best weekends to be a sports fan it really is because you're sitting there from uh saturday to monday and you basically have one thing on your mind, and is that's watching some playoff football games. Um, but we'll, you know, we're gonna dive into that all later. I just wanted to touch on um, some more personal matters, as we typically do on our show. Uh, Brian, obviously, uh, you've been preparing for the marathon. I know that probably most people listening are well aware of that. You have the marathon, Brian. Uh, Instagram account, which I purposely don't look at or <laughs> like any photos of because I think it's repulsive. Uh, but I know some people are interested. So I know you just returned from your trip to Cal- North Carolina, too. And I know that you've been doing a marathon training regimen. And if you just go uh, you know, go a little bit into detail of, on how what that regimen consists of and how did you uh, adapt as you were on this little vacation here? Uh, wow, very nice question, Will. Uh, I would say <laughs> I would up. say that uh, it's it's always tough uh, doing workouts as you're traveling. But the nice thing yeah. about running is you don't really need a weight room or anything. You just kind of need shoes, and you can run anywhere. Um, well, but you know, I mean, just gotta pack them. Uh, the regimen is kind of you run four times a week. So Monday, Tuesday, it's like four miles, or Monday it's four miles. Tuesday five and then Thursday you're running seven or eight and then Saturday you do a long run as you get closer to the marathon those go up so today I kind of just have to do the peloton and then tomorrow I think I have to run 12 to 14 before this all kicks off so that'll be good um I re- North Carolina we're, me and my girlfriend are actually in the mountains so Ooh, um, running uphill well, uphill training yeah oh, we're in about 2000 feet in elevation 2300 so going down the mountain was awesome uh it'd be hard to get up. oxygen up there huh would you be in this so high or is that just is that just not a thing for some it might be i i i was kind of all right <laughs> I, got those, I got those powerful lungs bro <laughs> no it's it's obviously tough climbing up a mountain it's cool to train in high elevation felt like i was in mile high um other than that it's been going good I mean, I wasn't much of a runner going into this, but 
feel like any old Joe could just ever uh, follow the training program and be all right if you have so, the discipline. So um, just to clarify, so the, did Dana Farber provide you with this training program? That's what you're um, following? That is correct. Yeah, there's a beginner, intermediate, and expert. I'm doing intermediate. My mom's doing beginner. Um, mm. Like the miles vary. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, if you're on Dana Farber's team, they provide. It's a pretty basic training plan. And then uh, I actually just finished my fundraising. So we hit our goal. So I can huge weight off the shoulders. The, you can officially run. That's that's uh, really impressive, Brian. I know. Um, $16,000 now and so counting. Uh, so because you were raising money for two people, not one person, was it double the amount that you needed? It was. Yeah. So it's usually 8000 It's usually seven seventy five hundred. Yeah, it's 7500 if you're just a member of Dana-Farber. But me and my mom decided to pull it together since we have a lot of the same contacts. And, oh, yeah, uh, you, yeah, yeah, big network, huh? Yeah, I mean, it worked out. So I feel very grateful for that. And uh, now I can just focus on the running. Look, look, that's 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 all well and good, right? Um, and I have to say, I think that your development of the Team 14 Instagram page, um, creating that mini community, in and of itself, that helped you immensely when it come to came to raising the money. Because if that infrastructure doesn't exist, well, then it's you don't have like a quick and easy platform to promote the the, the fundraiser on. But you already had an Instagram page with hundreds of followers. Yeah, so I think that it, it that that really did help you in that regard. And that's probably something you didn't even foresee. But I, I think that was a uh, kudos to you there. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm giving you way too many compliments. This yeah. is honestly a little uh, bit unnatural. I appreciate it. No, it definitely helps. But also, it's kind of in my nature. I, I like reaching out to people through all oh, yeah, I know, walk, buddy. walks yeah. of life. Oh, yeah. All walks of life. It's all BS it's, for you listening. Well, he we actually, out to you. He doesn't actually mean it. It's just a way to like suit his, I don't know, inner conscious. Well, we actually had a Super Bowl square or not a playoff square fundraiser. We'll got some very good teams. You should be. Excited. No, I no, <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, actually, we're, we might have a special guest on later who's also going to be annoyed with the teams that he got. But oh, uh, yeah, yes, that's oh, he's even. He's well, basically, so it's a, for those at home, it's a square and you get a square and it matches you up randomly with an AFC and NFC team. And if they win in this, if they meet in the Super Bowl, you get. $500. Well, what teams did you get? So I got the Bengals, which wow. like that's a good AFC team. It's okay. You know, last year <laughs> I was very high on the Bengals. In fact, I did predict them to make the Super Bowl. Wow. We'll get to that later. Uh, I didn't, I'm not gonna get to that later, but I mean, that just shows you that I, I know kind of what I'm talking about, but anyway, right. you know um, no, 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 no. I'm also kidding. I, <laughs> it's all crapshoot, but I don't feel that highly about them this year. So I'm not, well, I feel highly about them, but I just don't think that's, they're coming out of the AFC. You could have got Miami. We can discuss that later. Yeah, that's that would be shitty. Um, but I got the Vikings for the NFC team, and I guess there are worse teams to get. But we all know that the Vikings, they might not even make it out the first round. So, look, I'm not feeling that optimistic about it. You're alive, though. Frankly, I don't want to win that money if that means I have to watch a Bengals-Vikings Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to watch that? Uh, Kirk, sure. I like Kirk. Kirk sure, primetime Kirk, baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Commander Kirk. He's so good. No, no, he sucks. No, he's actually had a good year. I'm actually, I actually feel, I actually like him. But look, we don't want to stay at Super Bowl. I'm not going to win. Brian, I noticed that you were, you were, um, you were missing from the squares. Yeah. What was the, the rationale there? Uh, you know, just if I win, it's kind of lame. The it's person, weird, you know, yeah. the kind I mean, of person who runs it. I'm, I'm happy just putting it together for everyone. You no, know, you, you are know. truly selfless, and in, in so many facets, I, I, it's like it inspires me. 
I hope it inspires others. I wouldn't even say that. I just, you know, I just like doing things for others. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Never mind. All right. So, yeah. Right, so, Brian's doing the marathon training. Uh, follow his Instagram, Marathon Brian. It's a public account? Private account? Public? Uh, private. Only the people who are really committed to seeing the training. All right. Well, if you want to be really committed, you can give him a follow. Maybe you'll get the, the invite or whatever. Yeah, usually will. Um, so he will be running the marathon in April. You know the exact date? April 17th. April 17th, uh, Patriot Day, right? Yeah, Marathon Monday. Marathon Monday, Patriot's Day. Um, be there. Um, we could use all the support we can. I certainly be there. I'm also hosting people if you, know, if you need a place to sleep. Wow. Very no, 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 seriously. Free uh, hospitality, free lodging. I'll even cook you up some eggs in the morning. I'm actually pretty good with eggs. I'm not good at yeah. much else. I remember that last year. You like you like the eggs I made? Yeah, early wake up call. We talking Get about to, no. Remember we went there last year. It was like we had eggs. Oh and yeah, at yeah, like yeah, 6 yeah. Well, we'll be up early. That's for sure. Because although I I don't know I'm deba- so usually for those of you who are not aware, so marathon money is a big like it's a big deal for obviously the runners and the Boston community, but more importantly, in my opinion, the college kids because right. it's basically you wake up at six a.m. or even earlier. And then you start boozing and you're fucking drunk. Sorry, freaking drunk the whole morning into the day. Um, but and usually the day your day kind of ends like that early afternoon because like, you're like, holy shit, I've been drinking since 530. And you kind of crash this year. I feel like I'm going to need to have a different strategy because I imagine that I, I almost am wondering if I should stay sober or at least like slightly sober for the duration of the race until you finished. And then afterwards, we can have a big celebration of of drunkenness and craziness i don't know what do you what do you think i should do no i, I think it's a pretty good idea i have you can have a few drinks in the morning but yeah a few but to get well, along what's with your, no sorry what's your what's your plan are you gonna stay in bc and then go to the finish or are you gonna stay in bc i what's, think what's... the plan will be to see you i don't know the, the plan will be to see you at bc Actually, maybe that's Very not nice. bad. Maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe no, maybe it's not what I'm not. Gonna, maybe all I'll do is I'll, I'll I'll be at PC in the morning. Like I'll go to the mods. The mods for the seniors. The mods are. It's like the. It's a big mod day. Like people right. don't even really care about the race that much. I'm pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Like okay. junior year, junior year, you go to like the other place and watch gotcha. on the road. So I'll probably like chill at the mods a little bit, and then we'll go whoever is we will we'll, who whoever who will be whoever will be with me will go. PK. Take the tea to yeah PK of course. We'll take the tea to um. Oh, we should ask him to come on. It's all right. We'll take that's Aaron in the playoffs. That's true. He's. <laughs> oh, I think I did actually did ask him. I did ask him, so he knows about this. Sorry, keep interrupting. Anyways, we're gonna <laughs> we'll take the tee to like the, the finish line to meet you. Obviously, I mean, part of me wanted to even like drive a car and like follow you the whole way. I don't know, but I, I gotta think about it. We gotta plan it out. I need to be prepared. That's all I know. Yeah, you just need to focus yeah. on the running. You have it. Yeah. You actually have it easier. I have the like. All you have to do is run. I have to fucking figure out right. where I'm gonna be, who I'm gonna, who, uh, who I'm gonna take with me. I know that's. That is credit. one way to look at it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> April seventeenth. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, I just want to quickly uh, pivot here. So this is Brian's. Actually, this is your first full length episode that was like face to face with somebody since your orange wedge days. I don't know if anyone remembers orange wedge. Um, it was a great oh, yes. little podcast there during the, COVID the day. Uh, you and uh, your former co-star, Harry Southwick, you guys really put together some, some fun content. I, I have always uh, looked fondly on your Super Bowl episode where you called in different people for like a minute. And that, that was a great time. That was, that was like, <laughs> that was like the epitome of like good podcasting right there. So um, I, I remember 
that well. And I'm sure others, I'm sure your fans do as too. And they are probably beckoning for you to get back on the mic. So do you have any insight into maybe there will be a return there with you and Harrison, or maybe, or maybe what's your future, what's your podcast career look like um, going forward? Just you know, by your, from your perspective. That's a great question. Uh, I'm kind of just taking things by uh, year right now and just uh, feeling how things go. I kind of look at myself as like a Sean Payton, um, kind of like a free agent, just waiting to see if anything good comes up. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I love Nancy Trost. I love, I love coming on. I'm hoping to see my uh, fellow podcaster, Harry, pretty soon. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah we have um, a little reunion. That would be pretty awesome. You, re- you guys reunite. <laughs> you guys reunite. We, the three of us reunite. We did a, a couple uh, Orange Wedge uh, episodes together. Just to, because we kind of brought this up a couple of times, we do plan on having a few special guests today. Um, I won't reveal. I know we know you know Harry's coming on. Um, there's two, three more confirmed, and I won't reveal their names because they're very special, and I want it to be a surprise for all. Uh, you'll know when they come on. Um, going back to the Sean Payton comparison. So are you telling me that if I wanted to sign you to Manzi and Trost enterprises, would I have to offer compensation to orange wedge uh, in return for your services? Uh, your people could talk to mine. I would say your people could talk to mine, bro. What, what is it? What does a guy like you command on the market? A lot, a lot. <laughs> it's like not even like, it's almost like too much to even put in words. Yeah, no. Yeah. I would say mm, base pay $20 a week plus commission. Okay, what's the commission based on? How many views you get? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, you wouldn't. I don't think there'd be much in, in the commission department. Uh, then, uh, listen, you're 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 a talented guy first and foremost. We're happy to have you on. We all hope to see um, Orange Wedge back in the air one day, uh, or some variation of it. Well, the Pizza King needs to come back. The Pizza King. We all miss the Pizza <laughs> King. If anything, I should have invited him to come on today, but that would have been a little hectic. Although that, that would have been is. good. I mean, we could we could do that. Listen, and this is a wild. This is the super wild card weekend extravaganza podcast. That's what I'm going to name it when I post it on Spotify. So maybe we start being a little bit um, spontaneous. Who knows, spontaneous, maybe? baby. Because you can just dial in. You can just dial into this this cool Zoom thing. So for, I just want to. Uh, I will say that we're doing this on Zoom. Honestly, I did like a little test run of it about an hour ago. It's great. The audio recording comes out nicely. People can dial in super like easily, and it takes like five seconds. Um, I think this is a great, and this is free because yeah. I, I do it for my school uh, account, so I'm able to get this it for free. I don't have to, and I get like as long as I want. Like I think if you if you just do like a general, I think Zoom is free in general. But if you just do like a like a basic Zoom account with like your Gmail, you can only like get like an hour long of uh, recording time or um, Zooming time. So that would obviously be a hindrance. But for now, it's great. It's a great little platform. Maybe Brian and I can, um, it gives me hope that Brian and I can maybe continue uh, some guest appearances over the course of the semester. Yeah, that'd be very and, nice. And one. maybe Trost and I will actually move to this platform because when we do this in-studio stuff at school, we have to walk pretty far to get to the place. And the yeah. audio honestly isn't even that great. So, hey, this could be revolutionizing. Or is that even a word? All right. Sorry, a little ramble there. Um, Brian, before we kick off, truly, I want to just talk about one more thing. You know, we're heading off to college for our final undergrad semester. Uh, mm-hmm. Semesters in, in, in these coming weeks. I'm going back Monday. You're going back, you know, you have three more weeks, which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's all come to a close rather quickly. I think these last three, four years have just zoomed by, I think, especially with, you know, the whole COVID bullshit we had to deal with. Um, is there anything that you hope to do before you graduate that you haven't done yet 
or th- oh, three things if you can if you can think of them. I know that yeah. you you're a guy who's you know, pretty um, ingrained in the, in the culture of your school and the community there, and I think that um, I think there must be some things in your mind that you've always yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Center. Um, from a, a sports fan perspective, I'd love to see us win the A10 uh, in basketball. Uh, oh, I think God. It, I think it happened with Frank Martin, go Cox, baby. Um, they have a have a good lineup going. I think we can sit, uh, shake some heads in the A10. But uh, other than that, I do have three things. Okay. Uh, before I graduate, I'd oh, this is separate than the A10. This is separate from the A10. Thing? Yeah, 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 separate. All right, because I was good. Because I was gonna say if that was one of your fucking three <laughs> things you want before you graduate, that'd be pretty embarrassing. But okay, keep going. Yeah, uh, I would say I uh, want to run a marathon. Uh, well, I like that lined up. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I I like to visit uh Boston College again. See my boys uh BK and Trost. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. And I would like. To finally win an elusive intramural uh, basketball championship. That is, I've, that's, that's, I've kind of come up short these past uh, three years. And we made the championship last year, but just kind of got outpowered, outmatched. So I'm kind of putting all my energy there. And then obviously to school, if my mom's listening. <laughs> um, okay. Um, listen, I actually can really get behind the intramural. Um, dream and i think it's uh, it's tough especially for you who goes to a school with that like what 20 like thirty thousand undergrads yeah there's some good players <laughs> i mean you're gonna yeah you're gonna run into some guys some hoopas and um i mean you're a hooper in your own right but i appreciate you think you're right you okay enough <laughs> you, you, you do you you're right in that you probably need to put in like even more effort than than you would you normally ask for yourself if you were trying to pull one out yeah, we got um, a good squad too. I have, I have some confidence. Yeah, I mean, Englander, right? He's uh, although you don't really what's what's the deal with Englander? Is he a good basketball player? Is he what is he? Uh, if you ask him, he'll say he is. Yeah, that uh, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that doesn't mean it literally means nothing. It means zero. No, he's solid. He's a he's a solid. Uh, he's kind of like a, a t- um, I would say he plays kind of like Draymond Green. Uh, with with the same three point shooting ability. Oh, so he can he, he, yeah, he but he shoots more threes, right? Than uh, Draymond does, but makes down nah, like makes the same percentage of them. Great practice, uh, three point maker in games. <laughs> Not so much. Wow, you're really, we'll see. Really no, no, he's yeah. actually he might be. Uh, he's definitely fresher than I am. He plays a lot more basketball than I do. But um, don't tell me you couldn't step on the court right now against him and fucking own his ass. Uh, I'm always going to back myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you guys play. I've seen him play. Um, we played pickup that one time at school and at your, at, when I visited you and like, he is like, he has the looks of a good and the makings of a good player. It just seemed like there was something to be desired. Like he couldn't put the ball in the hole, <laughs> you know, yeah. but you were, and he can't yard you. That's for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he'd like to think so. Not many people uh, can say that about themselves. Okay. So See, you know what? I, I, <laughs> enough of this. Enough of the Abe Englander talk. I think we've already talked about him way too much. Um, Great guy. Time. Yeah, he's okay. He's a good guy. You know, you know I used to like him more. <laughs> no, it's true. All right. So, oh, Brian, what are my three things I want to do before I graduate? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. I would do, I would definitely, definitely win an intramural championship. We have, like, put so much, like, like thought in time into like winning one like we got really close two years ago softball spring softball 
we made it to the semis. We lost. We were up 10-7 in the seventh or the sixth, whatever the last inning is for softball games that they do. And we blew the lead. Oof. And then that team ended up winning the championship like handily. That's tough. So that was the closest we got. Basketball this past winter, we were the number one seed. And on my back, like I played wow. very well. Like I was <laughs> honestly, I'm very, I'm not nearly as quick as I used to be. Like I, it's in my stamina is depleted. I mean, I gained some weight, but I was hitting threes a lot of the regular season, like knocking them down. How baller do playing well? Because baller's playing well. He was playing really well. He, he's very like um, when he gets in his groove, he's good. We both really shit the bed the la- the pl- in the first round of freaking playoffs. The f- mm. No, we got a sorry, we got a bye. Um, no, 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 no. Actually, no. We we second round of the playoffs. We played a really shitty team in the first round. Second round game, this team, um, like just we were up the whole game and but like we got. I was dead. Like yeah. I remember back in the day in high school, I could like run on the court for hours, and like now I can't even do anything. It's really sad. But we ended up losing. We didn't play as well as we should have. That team we lost to ends up losing the championship. We should have been there. I know we should have been there. It's tough. So tough. we've had some close calls. So I would like to win one. That's definitely one. Uh, number two, I, I I will say I I I I hate to like keep get on your back here, but I would like to go visit UMass one more time. Um, yeah, baby, finish I feel, strong. I feel pretty. I feel close to the people there. Uh, strangely enough, um, some of your friends are, are good. I I could call close friends of my own. Um, Tony. Uh, no. <laughs> Although I'm sure that he would say that about me, unfortunately. I love Tony. Big Bruce. Big Bruce. Oh, hey, Tony. How's it going? Uh, well, we actually asked for Poser to come on. He said he was biz as some this, sort of flight. Yeah, what, was, what was that? Yes. <laughs> that kid is so, oh, like, oh, well, Mr. Manzi, I would love to come on in the future. We'll have to connect. I'm like, all right. You know what? I asked you once. I don't know if I'll ask you twice. He did tell me his Super Bowl predictions, Niners, Bengals. That's what okay, he told me. For the record, Tyler Repose's Super Bowl prediction. There you go, everybody. In case there you're it is. wondering. Um, but yeah, I like to visit UMass. Always a lot of fun. And then third thing I'd like to do is go back. A lot of the BC seniors do this. They go back to like their freshman housing, their sophomore housing. That's cute. And they go like knock on the doors of those people and they're like, hey, oh. here. and they give them like booze. So it's like that's a little fun treat. They did that like well, the reason I know this is because freshman year when we got we got when the news broke that we were leaving for yeah. of COVID. These kids from like these seniors like came to Newton and like came toward like yeah. it was served funny. alcohol to minors. It sounds like um listen, you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, that's not a BS thing. It's like everyone in college drinks. It doesn't matter if you're 18, 17, 19. What the, the, the dude? It's like that's just everyone knows that. It's so silly. The fact that they even try to curb it is like ridiculous. It still happens. And anything you try to curb it, if you try to like, I don't know, have like these rules in place, then it's just gonna happen more and more dangerously. I'm not gonna get into this weirdly. Right. You feel strongly about that. No, I don't feel strongly <laughs> about it, but you brought it up and now I'm just like, that's annoying because that's just like an inconvenience. Right, right, right. Okay, so listen, I think we've touched enough on um you know our lives. I think I know people are like we're interested, so I'm glad we we um we talked about it a little bit and again Brian uh, good luck to you uh in this whole marathon thing um I think it's pretty cool not gonna lie I'm usually not like your biggest fan but this marathon training process and be able to see watch run a race for your dad um is is um it's it's pretty amazing so 
I'm, that's the nicest thing I'm gonna say to you. Thanks, like, buddy. Next like three years, I'm only Appreciate doing this for like this is gonna be somewhere you know for people that listen to. So I want people to at least think I'm a good friend. Right. I mean, friend. I ran uh, I ran Heartbreak Hill last week, and you felt like it wasn't that bad. I was unimpressed. Yeah, it was uh, kind <laughs> of a you know when you first learn how to ski and they do like the uh, what's it called the bunny hill. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's I like to do. Pretty comparable. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> Brian, thought... you're taking you're taking this out of context. If you if you're the 20th mile or 19th mile of the race and you have to run up a freaking hill, that's gonna feel much worse than if you're just doing it. Right? Mm. Or am I wrong? I guess we'll see. I don't know. I thought it was gonna be like a mountain, like a up, down, up, like to, no, it's just right. like to be fair, half mile hill. To be fair, like they the way they people talk about it you do I, I i can see why you would anticipate something like monumental like, yeah you know because there's like oh heartbreak hill dude that kills you like everyone knows heartbreak hill um yeah. but, so i guess maybe it just didn't i mean it, this is a good thing this thing is a good revelation yeah and it's not as challenging as you thought but also maybe you should be cautious i don't like you know going to the race you don't want to be like oh i mean nothing but you still want to prepare yeah i'm trying to start really really slow that's my goal is the, I also I struggle with um, I'm kind of a very competitive guy in nature when it comes out, but yep. I, I struggle with running because I really hate when people pass me. Yeah, you're gonna have to really have to ignore that one, buddy. <laughs> and it's just especially people who like sh- who I know like are like I'm more athletic than that are passing me. I'm just like it really gets under my skin. I try and speed up, so it's something I'm trying to. It's it's me versus me out there. That's a very yeah. I, I I'm you know what I'm impressed that you're able to recognize that because you're right. Like there are gonna be people that are just simply more prepared than you, even though they don't appear as athletic because they've probably been running marathons for a long time. Like you're this is true. You know, relatively speaking, you're a newcomer despite yeah. all the training. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You, that feeling of like someone behind you and then they like are kind of like on like right hip to hip. And you're like, I, and you like, I don't want to outgun them, but in a yeah. race that's 26 miles, that you can't it's have that. It. It's really not. Um, have you, but before we officially move on, uh, what do you think? So, Adam, your brother ran the marathon last year. Yeah, we all know uh, it was very impressive in its own right. 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 Um, has he given you any advice? Uh, will you take his advice? Uh, uh, do you think that you will beat his time? He pretty much just told me to not not flame out because he had trouble he started he started at a pretty good pace and then he just got tired so um do i think i can beat his time short answer yes um we'll see what are we'll you short answers a yes or no question <laughs> we'll see i mean i always get worried with running because it's um it's kind of injury riddled because you're kind of just doing the same thing every time like yeah. same motion, whereas basketball, soccer, and I'm used to playing, there's a lot of lateral movement and cuts, fast cuts, yep. where you're kind of not as susceptible to injury. Um, I will say, like, even doing this, like, running's missing something. I'm not sure it's a sport. Like, we need there, – there needs to be something added to running. Like, like you need to catch a certain thing. I, <laughs> I don't know. Add some golden baton that, that – you get it and it shaves a mile off your time or something. There needs to be something because it's there needs to be more just rules. boring. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It, I, you're right. I don't I don't know what you would call it. It's definitely it's a great hobby, is what I would call it. I, it's it can it can, <laughs> so it can be a ho- like that's the thing. It can be a hobby. It can be a hobby for somebody. But I would yeah. say competitive racing. 
like a marathon. Like at the end of yeah, the day, that's, that I mean, is that's the don't sport. Get me wrong, it's hard. But that's like, but that's the from what I think is like that's that is a sport to its core. It's running is like the most simple form of sport. You just have to beat the other person. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, that's but I know true. I know what you're saying you're right. There's not like there's no weird like twists and turns or you know what I'm saying. So I guess not exciting. It's not that it's definitely not exciting unless you're watching like a hundred meter dash. Yeah, that's can be exciting, you know. But um, I will say that I agree with you on the whole injury thing. Like your body really isn't meant to run twenty six miles, especially on the same surface you're running on. You want gravel the whole time. That's yeah. not good for your body. Definitely not. So yeah, yeah you you should um, you probably need to keep that in mind. Uh, hydration. Uh, they do have stations though. They give you water, right? Yeah, even in, like, the Dana-Farber runs I've done so far, it's, like, they actually do it. It's nice. Like, half the table is is Gatorade, and the other – or, sorry, a third of the table is Gatorade, a third of the table is Gatorade cut with water, and the last third is just water. There you I usually go. go Gatorade cut with water. I think that's the perfect thing. He has the perfect combo right there? I, I like to think so. I don't know. <laughs> so it works right. for me, Will. Well, I hope it works for you uh, come Marathon Monday. All right, guys, um, we're going to take a brief – pause here uh to invite on our first guest which i will not reveal to you yet uh we're gonna talk some patriots football some you know some review a little bit of a review of the season and um some commentary and what's going on right now with some we've had some interesting news come out so just a, a brief break and we'll be we'll be right back to you all right guys we're back and we have a very very special guest with us zach cavino um, he's a Patriots enthusiast. Uh, he's a very active Twitter guy. Um, him and I have, I don't know if we've had any like altercations on Twitter, but I've definitely interacted with you. Um, and you know, I just, I want to have you on because, you know, we've known you for a long time here and we respect your opinion. And, um, uh, yeah, if you want to introduce yourself to the listeners, Zach. Yeah. What's up guys. Glad to be here. Happy for the invite. Happy to talk Pats. Uh, yeah, I, I got lots of takes. Brian never agrees with me. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go from here. Look, Brian is, um, doesn't really agree with many people, right, Brian? You're more you're kind of a polarizing figure when it comes to Patriots football, huh? Uh, well, I like to keep the glass half full. Gavita likes to... Just too uh, optimistic. Yeah. That's oh, you're, you oh, so you're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. So you're the optimistic guy. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, Gavita, I actually I, I saw a video um, maybe a three weeks ago or so about you ranting about the Patriots and how like they oh, yeah, sent it to him. It's like a three minute long video and you were super very like passionate. <laughs> um, I, I send a lot of videos to Brian, so uh, oh. I'm going to need more details to know which rant that was. But uh, yeah, I, I go on many a rant about how terrible the 2022 season for the Patriots was. Well, I hope and how much that. of a waste it was for not only the players time, but also the fans time. Okay. Jeez. All right. So you obviously <laughs> feel very strongly. I hope you can bring that same passion to our discussion now. Um, before we kind of dive into a um, little review of the season here, I, we, there was some breaking news last night. The Patriots did something very uncharacteristic. They posted on their Instagram saying that they are, Playing to extend Gerard Mayo in some role. I don't know if it's going to be as a defensive coordinator or just as a linebacker's coach or whatever. Um, and they also announced they're going to be interviewing for the offensive coordinator position. So that was like totally caught me off guard. I, I think it's what we all wanted to hear, but not that something we expected. I don't know if uh, you guys have any thoughts on this. Is it like a smokescreen? Like what's going? Or, or, or is it just that's what's happening? I don't know. What, what what's the what's what's the point of that? Uh, I personally think that was that was 
Mos that has craft all over it. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I like Gerard Mayo. I think I think it's I think like with this type of announcement, it might be hinting at some sort of like uh, succession within once Belichick retires. Mm-hmm. I, I think they might have him in line. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with the announcement. I mean, uh, you even you'd be a freaking moron if you wanted Patricia back. So I actually do want to back on the defense, but I, I, I'm looking forward to the search for an offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, no, I would say the, the the post I think is if anything, it's to hedge other teams from interviewing Mayo. Uh, Mayo's pretty sought after as probably one of the next up and coming head coaches in the NFL. So they're just trying to cut that off, you know, because otherwise they just post the deal's already done. Um, I imagine if he's extending, he's got to be officially the DC now, which is good. Uh, Steve Belichick's fine, but he's mostly fine because he's Bill's son. You know, he's nothing special. Um, and Gerard, Gerard knows what he's doing. Um, offensively, yeah, thank God. Thank God. Put Matt Patricia in the front (laughs) office and I don't need to see him on a sideline ever again. If Bill wants to talk with him on on Mondays, that's fine, but I never need to see his fat butt next to Bill again on a game day. Um, And ideally, we get Billy O back. I was big on Billy O last offseason. I'm not sure why. I think he didn't want to come back. I think he wanted to do Alabama again. Um, We'll see if any other teams go after him for head coaching positions, because obviously that's going to that's going to draw his attention more than coming back as an OC. But ideally we bring back Billy O for that. Um, and we can get this offense, right? Yeah. I think the majority of Patriots nation probably agrees with you on the Billy O thing. I mean, obviously he's had success with us in the past. I think he was here for like a year, like 2011, maybe two years. Um, he actually, him and him and Brady have an infamous sparring match on the, on the sideline that one time. So I don't know if they like each other that much, but I think he's, <laughs> he's definitely a reputable OC. I think the reason that he didn't come back Last year is like you said. I think the Alabama job definitely intrigued him. I'm sure they were paying him a shitload of money. And I don't think Belichick. I think they were doing a cost saving things last year by not have naming OCs or DCs because they obviously need to pay them a requisite salary. And if you bring Ron Bill O'Brien, you have to give him that money. But this, what well, they did, they kind of saved some money last year by not naming one. I, 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 we can get into it if that even matters. Um, the Mayo thing. It's like, yeah, he, he has to be DC because there's no way that he would ever accept an extension in the wake of these head coaching interviews. Like people want him. He would never accept an extension if it wasn't going to be, if it wasn't, if he wasn't being paid as a defensive coordinator. Um, so that's, that's, that's all well and good. Cause I think Mayo is definitely a good coaching prospect. Do you guys think, I know we've heard some rumors about the Cliff Kingsbury potentially being an OC candidate. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I want nothing to do with Cliff. Cliff was an under 500 college coach and then magically got hired to be <laughs> yeah. a full NFL head That's coach and then was unshockingly under 500 as an NFL coach. Like, I'm sure he knows the game. You know, I'm sure he's qualified to be an under 500 college coach. That does not make him qualified to be an offensive coordinator. I don't know what he did with Kyler Murray this season. I mean, Murray got hurt by the second half, but uh, like, they were a train wreck in the first half. Like, so uh-huh. I did nothing about him says confidence in in Matt Jones and an and offense going forward and in, in, uh, in my view my rebuttal would be he's very handsome <laughs> he's oh so handsome you, you guys <laughs> he's a good looking guy yeah. so handsome. um I mean he's young you know I'm wondering why young stud no one's calling on Joe Judd for any other head coaching opportunities yeah Brian <laughs> <laughs> that guy he might be yeah, a worse Joe- head coach than Cliff Kingsbury 
Joe Judge can go too. I don't need to see him on the sideline next year. But so Brian, you don't you just you just think Cliff Kingsbury is attractive, and that's your that's what you think. <laughs> no, Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> I actually agree with Kavino. He kind of has a weird way of falling upwards. Okay, uh, like he really had no business. I think being an NFL uh, head coach. Then again, like. I, I kind of fall into this trap where, like, I wouldn't mind them because anything's better than Patricia. But now that they kind of put out this announcement, I mean, I just think – I think it's Billy O, or as I like to call him, Bob, Bill O'Brien. Bob, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone calls him that. Okay. Oh, okay um, just, but maybe that could be your thing. You no, know, you're right. Like, especially – and then Kingsbury, like, I just feel like that would feel wrong. Like, even if he had a good NFL resume – I just it, it's it's not very often that you see Belichick bring on these guys to his coaching staff that are already like are pre-established. Usually that he grows them from the you know from the ground up and then they end up getting taking jobs somewhere else and maybe they'll return. But it's not I don't this would this would be a weird hire. It's not a safe hire either at this point. I think the fan base would be up in arms and I think a lot of this 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 you know the speculation and the fact that they, the fact that the Kraft and Belichick had that meeting early in the week to revamp the coaching staff and all that I think that come a lot of it comes down to the fans are angry and Kraft sees it so I don't think Kingsbury is I think league. I think Kraft's angry yeah Kraft no you're uh, right I, I mean the fans are angry me being one of them but I mean Kraft's pissed I mean they were a train wreck even, like they went what they finished nine and uh, eight, eight just, nine, just over five hundred eight and no not, not even five hundred nine. <laughs> Oh my God. Like they were an absolute train wreck. But then you look at the games they won. It's like, Ooh, you beat up on Zach Wilson twice. Like, congratulations. Like Kraft's not proud of any of that. Like they, it, like they were an absolute train wreck. The fact that they were even in the playoff race was just a indictment against the AFC. Not, not a, a good sign for the past. Oh, you know, and you're right. I mean, think about what happened the last four weeks of the season. Every time we lost one of those games, we were like, oh, it's over. Like, that was it. But then, like, we just got lucky. The Dolphins went on a fucking slide, and everyone else couldn't win games. And so the, that seventh spot was magically still open by week 18. The week, that, was, that, was, that was pure fucking luck. And so, Kavino, I have to say that your pessimistic outlook is probably the right way to be about this. I mean, there's not really much to go off of here. Um, and so sort of, sort of moving the conversation a little bit, I want to talk about that Bills game. Um, cause I think that was kind of a microcosm sort of the whole season. Um, just like two like brutal special teams mistakes that are so unpatriot like, and that's just not how this team has operated for 20 years. And that's not Brady related, right? That's not even like a, that's not even a Brady thing. I, so I yeah, know, what, no, what, Brady what, obviously doesn't play special teams. Um, and, yeah. and, and the thing is what I actually loved about that is it perfectly highlighted what's wrong with this team. Because roster-wise, the Pats, like, they have holes. We need offensive tackle. We need mm, wide receiver. Sure. We, need to, we need a number one corner. Like, we have holes to fill. But it's doable. Roster-wise, we're like, okay. But our coaching blows. We have Belichick, and, we have, and our defensive coaching is, uh, is eh. But our offensive coaching and special teams coaching blows. It's and terrible. it showed up on Sunday. Or uh, when is that? Week now? Yeah, it showed up on Sunday. Yeah. And – and that's why we lost right then and there. Two kick returns for a touchdown. I think there was six all year. All year. All two freaking were, year. Two of them were in one game against us. It was an absolute nightmare, but it was also absolutely perfect. It perfectly highlighted what's wrong with this team, and it's the coaching structure. They're, they're terrible. It's, so, it's an awful structure. Bill did it himself. I don't know why he did it himself. I don't know if he thought he could 
handle it. He thought the players were smarter. I don't know what he was thinking, but it, it, special teams comes down to coaching and like, an effort, I guess. But these are NFL players. Obviously, they're giving good effort. Like at that, at this caliber, it's not an effort question. It's just that somebody wasn't told what to do, and it cost us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, uh, so you, you're arguing that it was necessary for that to unfold on national television for us to see. The oh yeah, I, I was. Of the I was texting meeting. Brian. I was act. I was actively <laughs> celebrating every time the Bills. Is that true, Brian? I wanted us. I wanted us to burn because the wow. only way this team's getting better is we tear down the coaching staff. We, got, we have some holes on the roster. We got to fill out, but we need better coaching if we want a shot to do anything otherwise like maybe like this structure could get us a wild card seed every year and then we get blown out by the two seed every year but that's not fun like who wants to see that remember that last year that game was miserable what, it, it was 40 to three bears terrible <laughs> yeah me and uh Camino's main argument basically throughout the last six weeks of the season was i was rooting for the pats to get into the playoffs and then roll the dice and he was rooting for a kind of complete upheaval. Cause I thought like, I think that even if the, I would have rather watched the Pats in Buffalo, even knowing they're probably going to lose than watch Skylar Thompson. But cause I think, I think I thought, I thought Patricia was gone either way, even if they go, even if they make the playoffs, but yeah, Cavino, I give him credit. He's stayed with his take that he wanted the Patriots to lose. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're quite the radical thinker there. Uh, Radical Patriots fan there for uh, for for saying that. I mean, I can't. And I get like, how can you watch a game and root for the other team? I don't even know how you do. No, it it comes from love. It's for the better of the future. Better of the future. I hope you're uh, right about that one. Um, Okay, so we all can agree the coaching staff needs changes. There seems changes seem to be in effect. Hopefully, Cam Acord, who's a special teams guy, will be either fired or moved somewhere else. Hopefully, Patricia is fired yet. Well, there's been no official formal announcement. No. Um, well, that should have been as they were walking out. I know, literally, it's like you think. But I, <laughs> I, I saw a report that said Belichick has no interest in like putting coaches in the stake here and, and, and kind of making the blame fall on somebody by hot firing them. So I, I think anything they do will be pretty under wraps or it'll be like a moving around uh, thing. So hopefully he's removed in some way. I don't know how firing or just reassigned. Um, again, uh, like I hope Patricia is he's gonna be relegated, he won't be fired, but it better be like put him on defense, okay? Don't be fucking smart, yeah, at least, like, right? Like, I mean, at least, like, or fire him, but like, don't try to make this offensive coach thing work for him. He's it just why, why did why would he even want to do that? Yeah, I, I have no idea. He, I think he wanted to do something, and the defensive tree was pretty built out with Mayo and, and Belichick over there, with little Belichick over there. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I, I don't, it's been a train wreck. We're not even paying for him. Like, I'm pretty sure he's still under the Lions contract. So like, we can fire him whenever we want. It's not like we lose money or lose years or, or value or anything. So hopefully he just gets like, kicked to the front office and can be Bill's eye in the sky in the booth, and we don't have to see him anymore. Or, or maybe that's the luxury. Maybe that's the uh, maybe that's Belichick's mindset this whole time. I, oh well, he's free, I, so. Yeah, oh yeah, Belichick defense. loves free players and coaches. I would like them to keep him on defense. I think he's a, he is a good defensive mind. He's a championship winning defensive coach, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so Bill's game atrocious, right? On a on a on another like sad note, um, it looks like that was. McCordy and Slater's last games, probably in mm-hmm. the NFL, maybe as just Patriots. Um, they're two of the most important players in franchise history. I mean, I mean, more D Mac definitely way more so than Slater. 
but Slater did a lot for the locker mm-hmm. room. Um, these last 10 years, they've been kind of foundational pieces. Um, it means also, I just think to see two guys playing for one organization their entire careers, if that ends up what it is, that's something you don't see every day. So I think we need to uh, cherish that. Um, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm sure you guys felt that, that feel that way too about those two players, right? Very instrumental to what we built. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love hometown talent. Um, I love it when you draft a player and he retires with you, um, or even if you you know team. I I like it when players don't bounce around. I guess when they're committed to the actual team or the franchise. Um, so love those guys. I mean, they're getting older. Like it's probably time for them to go anyway. Um, whether or not it's their decision or Bill just kicks them out the out the door. Um, you know, with every year, I mean, they were still good this year, but with every year, they got to get a step slower, and the receivers are just getting better in this league. Um, sure, so that's that's definitely it, it's true. probably time for them to wrap it up. Yeah, with all the receiver talent that's been coming in in the drafts recently, it was just a very sad uh, press conference with Slater, like because he was like uh, such a knowing it might have been a last, like it's a tough way to go out. No, he's like it was our fault, the special teams, and it's like mm-hmm. I mean, you're not wrong, but that's just tough. Because you know, I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been um he's certainly been the locker room hurrah guy um for a while now. Another really sad part of his post game interview was he talked about how his dad, Jackie Slater, who was actually an NFL player himself, I believe he played for the Patriots. He said that he always just wanted to play like his dad taught him and he hoped that he made him proud. And that that part kind of choked me up, honestly. Uh so yeah, again, he's an emotional guy, he's a great team guy, but Corey, same thing. These guys also made a lot a lot of contributions to the community. Uh, so yeah, it's sad to see him go. I think that they're really, I mean, I want to say, is there anybody left from that era besides Belichick, obviously, but like, I I mean, I'm trying to think of players that have been around since like 2010, 2014, like those, like who's still left. Is that it? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there's anybody left. Um, That's, that's kind of tragic if you think about it. It's very sad. Uh, no, it is. I, uh, I'm serious. We're, guys, we could be entering a phase of Patriots football that could last for 10 plus years, maybe even longer. And that we were, we suffer through mediocrity and shit. And we really have just, oh, just we're just, entering dark times. Dark, 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 dark times. Very, very dark times as Patriots fans. It's, and, it's not uh, good. It's sad. And uh, listen, I know Belichick says he's returning for next season already. And that's, that's confirmed. But dude, when that guy retires, I don't even know. Like, it's gonna be pretty like astronomical. I'm gonna. I don't know. What you gotta get in two years. Once he gets the game, the win record. Yeah, he wants the win record. Well, yeah, what, he wants to do it. Twenty two games away or something. Yeah, he's. he's yeah, he, he doesn't want to restart anywhere. No, no, he'll, he, he'll he, stick around just to get it, and then he tries his it. best to hide that ego and like act like he doesn't care about that kind of thing. Guys, he he likes NFL history. He's gonna want that record. Loves it. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys see he was on a date this week with with some random girl down in Florida? No I way. Did not. Yeah, I I forget where I saw that on Twitter, but he he was like on a date. Well, I I, I, season must have got to him. I could have sworn he had a wife, but maybe he's just. I did too. I was very confused, but like nobody seemed up in arms about it. So, hey, listen, he's uh he's had a tough year. He's had a tough few years. Some extracurricular activities in the offseason never hurt anybody. Um, (laughs) Just ask Rob Kraft. Oh, he probably learned from him. Um, that, that bastard. All right. So Kavita, we got like five minutes here. We got five minutes here with you left. Okay. The one last thing I want to talk about hats off season wish list. Give us three to five things that you want them to do and that they need to do to either make the playoffs next year or be set for the more set for the future, whatever your like outcome that you want to be is like, what are the five things that need to get done? 
this yeah, yeah yeah top top five needs offensive coordinator we talked about this already ideally yep. billy o'brien you know you can go somewhere else with it i don't want cliff but like, we need a good a real oc yeah two for sure. offensive tackle I don't care who you have at quarterback. I don't care if you're a Mac believer or hater. It doesn't matter. He's going to suck if his offensive tackles suck. We need at least one, probably two offensive tackles. Three, I'm focused more on offense than defense right now. I want a number one wide receiver. I want D-Hop's a little old for my liking. If it's through the draft, it's through the draft. I want someone that's actually number one so we okay. can actually evaluate a quarterback. I'm not a Mac hater, but I'm also not a Mac believer. But the only way you can actually see if Mac has it is if you give him the tools to, all right, go show us what you got. And then if he sucks, then all right, sure. he still sucks. But if he's good with those tools, then all right, we, we have something to work with here. Uh, four, now we're going to go defense, and we need a number one corner. Bill's always one with a number one corner, whether it's Revis, whether it's uh, uh, Gilmore, uh, you know, we, whether it's uh, Butler when he was re- that good that one season. Even JC. Like, we need a, a – yeah, even JC – uh, although he got way overpaid. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Thank <laughs> God we avoided that one. That was a disaster. Yeah, we, we, we dodged a bullet. That we dodged one. a bullet for sure. Um, but we need a number one corner. And then five, I had Mayo coming back. It sounds like that's locked up. So I think I'll go. Probably we need safety and linebacker depth with McCordy leaving and our linebackers are like this fine, but we could use some speed. Those, yeah. those, those are my top five. Those are, I, I can get behind. Honestly, all of those, maybe some little variations. Brian, do you have anything that you like to add that you think we need to? Um, sort of. I was just wondering, uh, you guys' thoughts on how realistic a Hopkins trade is. Um, well, I think that the gut reaction, or the the instinct is like, oh, he's of course he's to come. Like, there's that viral video of him and Belichick like sucking each other's dicks, basically, um, before that Arizona game. So that was so that even right there, that's like that's enough juice, right? I also think there's a lot of. There's parallels with the Randy Moss situation. You know, I know you think he's old and he's you know he's gonna be he's 30 years old, but when Randy Moss was brought to the Patriots, he was enduring a shitty stretch of his career and he had turned 30, and then he came over here and it was total total like you know resurrection of um, everything that he accomplished earlier in his career. Granted, he had Tom Brady thrown in the ball, but I think that 30 years old for a guy who's a like like a guy of his talent level, and this guy was legitimately the best receiver in the league like not two three years ago. So. I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with D-Hop. Um, I don't know if it's realistic. I think we're only literally going off that video. I don't think there's any other intel. Vino, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Do you think that, that this could happen? Uh, I think it's possible. I think Kraft's going to be motivated. I, I think Kraft's pissed, and he's going to be motivated, and he'll spend money. If he has to spend it, he'll make trades if he has to make it. I think he's going to be more involved this offseason than usual. Um, and I'm not – really my thing with D-Hop is I don't think he's, like, bad. I don't think he's not – a top three to 10 wide receiver in the league anymore. It's just that in our position, like you want D hop. If you think you're a piece away from a super bowl, like if, mm, if yeah. the, uh, like, 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 like the big, the bills went out and got digs because they felt like they were a piece away from sure. having a super bowl caliber offense. And now they're super bowl caliber, right? We'll see if we'll get it. This they'll, they'll get there this season, but they, they went out there and they got a receiver because they had the offense and they had the scheme and they had, they were ready to go. And, as, as, although I just said we, I want a number one wide receiver, we're not there in the sense of we need to insert a guy so we can win a Super Bowl. We're there in the sense that we need to insert a guy so we can, one, evaluate our quarterback, and two, so we can have him in three to four years when we're actually going to be ready for a Super Bowl again, when we're going to be revamped, when we're going to be fully loaded and, and have our roster restocked. And I just don't think we're that, that crowning piece away of, of a D-hop. And 
And I think he'd be great for the two years, but then by the time we're kind of ramping up into that, all right, the Pats are back or they, you know, potentially back, you know, if they do the right things and draft the right players, he, then he's going to be old by that point. He's going to be falling off by the time we're there is my problem with the odds age. Yeah, that's, and then that's, that's totally, that's fair. I think again, like the Ma, even the Moss trade in 2007, like we were a established team looking and we had a couple uh, tough playoff runs and then we decided, okay, we need something. We need one more thing. And then we got him. So you're right. Exactly. You bring on D hop. It's not solving the problems. Um, it's not solving. It's not even coming close to solving the problems that we have on offensive defense and special teams. And so you're probably better off drafting a guy with that 15th pick we have. Um, I think it's 15, maybe 14. Do we know? It's some uh, mid, yeah, it's a mid 14, first round pick. Four, so you're, yeah. you're probably better off yeah. with that drafting the first rounder. Well, how far away are we? To like, if everything goes right, if they draft the right players, make the right decisions, two years. If we do everything right, we're two, I, I, we're two I years. I don't think we're contending next year. I think if we have a good offseason, we're good and we're back in the playoffs next year. And then we'll have to see how it pans out, you know, and that's assuming the offseason is good and Mac is good, right? Again, yeah. I'm not sold on Mac but I'm also not a hater on Mac, right? I think he could be, I think he could be an Alex Smith. And I liked Alex Smith uh, quite a bit uh, when he was in the NFL. Um, I think he could be a Kirk Cousins who's leading his team to the, what, the two seed, the three seed in the NFC, right? I mean, the Vikings are frauds, but like, hey, they're there, right? <laughs> Somebody's like, they're better than everybody else right now, or record-wise anyway. Um, so like, I think if the dominoes fall our way, we're two years away from being actual contenders. And if we need to do more tweaks and more work on more things, then, you know, it's probably three or four. Well, Mac played well in Buffalo. Listen, I hope he to did. God. Mac finished the season pretty well. Listen, I hope to God that Mac is better than Kirk and Alex Smith. All right. I know that's like, I guess that's your bar, but I hope to death. That is not the scenario we're de- we're faced I with. Because those guys never won anything. Do more rosaries. I should go to church more. Maybe if I was, you know, fucking good praying and talking to Jesus, the pages would be better. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Kavino, I hate to uh, cut you off here, but we've, we've kind of hit time. We're sort of on a tight No, schedule. it's perfect. Wait, perfect can man. I ask him one last question? All right, quick, quick, quick. There you go. Uh, gun to your head. Well, who's in the Super Bowl? Who's in it? Yeah. Uh, I, I, as crazy as it is, I'm going to go with Brock and the Niners. The Niners are, have just been crazy good, no matter who's at quarterback. Shanahan's clearly a genius. You know, Brock Purdy has Aaron Shanahan so much money. Imagine negotiating with a coach who said he won with Mr. Irrelevant. Like, what are you going to say to him? Like, how do yeah. you not give him the move? But anyway, so I think the Niners get out of the NFC. The Eagles are just falling apart, it feels like. There's just too many injuries piling up. Sure. Um, out of the AFC, kind of a crapshoot. I'm a known Bengals hater. The Bills feel like the team of destiny, and I'm a known Chiefs lover. I just I love Patty. I always think he's got it. I think I'll roll with the Chiefs again. I I think we got Niners Chiefs rematch of uh two two yeah yeah rematch three years ago three years ago actually right damn it's been three years. Okay, that's uh, that's awesome. I, I I can get on board with that. All right, Camino, uh, thanks for coming on. We loved hearing from you. Um, Seriously, you and I will have to catch up a little more. I haven't spoken to you in a while. I know you and Brian hang out. Yeah, you're, you're, you're over on uh, you're <laughs> on you're, you're a BC, right? Yeah, I'm a BC. Hey, maybe we can let's connect. Come on, Camino will be at Marathon yeah, Monday. Camino will be at Marathon I, Monday. There you go. <laughs> 14, absolutely. All right, <laughs> man. That's that's what we love to hear. All right, Camino, we right. will uh, love see catching up, guys. All right, peace out. All right. Peace out. Bye bye. Oh my goodness! I, what what a great guest he was, huh? Actually, thought he was pretty good. He was great. I um, <laughs> I you know, I I loved it. his Patriots knowledge was was uh, 
was he knows his, and, he knows his stuff, man. And he was ready. He, he had some opinions. He he was ready to. He came ready to fire. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into now um, what we've been waiting for: the big Super Wildcard Weekend preview, the mega preview, the extravaganza. Um, <laughs> and to start that off, uh, we're gonna bring in a very, very, very special guest. Another special guest. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna get him on, and we'll we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back with our very special guest. His name is Ryan T. Deitz. You all know and love him. He is literally Mr. Football. He's a draft guru. He's a commander super fan. He also just got a very awesome new job at Memory Blue. He's he's wow. happy to be uh, making that paycheck. And he's going to pay me soon for that fantasy football money. Hmm? Uh, so it's I'm, yeah, happy to have him on. I'm happy to have him on. Ryan, if you want to say a few words, um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, guys, uh, it's a pleasure to be back on here. It really is. Um, I had a good time. I believe the last time we spoke on this podcast was uh, the post game of the uh, Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl, which I uh, I wasn't stoked about the outcome. <laughs> oh no, you were not, buddy. <laughs> and you were dead wrong. Admit it. I was. Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first guy to fall on the sword and tell you I was wrong. I mean, that's the nature of the person I am. Um, I don't think that's I'm giving you a true. ring here. And we can agree to disagree there. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm giving you a ring here live from my lunch break at the memory memory blue office here in Waltham. Uh, oh, very nice facility Fancy. we have. Great company. Um, and yeah, really just looking forward to talk ball. It's uh, something I do best. It is. It's really the time. It's like that's what you are, right? That you just talk ball. That's what that's he what, knows uh, ball. We bring to the table. You know ball. All right, we'll get right into it. Then we won't wait. We won't. We won't, we won't be. Uh, we'll be hasty here. Okay. First game of the weekend slate, Seahawks at Niners, 415. I'll set the scene for you guys and then chime in. Potential heavy rain for this game at game time. That's huge. Okay, that's something we need to keep in mind. Um, Niners, nine and a half point favorites at home. Brock Purdy versus Geno Smith. Obviously, Geno had a kind of a resurrection type season, kind of faded at the end. Brock Purdy's won six games, six straight games, six and oh. Uh, the Niners have won 10 straight games overall. Um, as we know, though, first time playoff quarterbacks don't do super well um, in the playoffs. Okay. That just doesn't happen. And especially, you know, especially rookies. So um, that's something to consider. Uh, but again, Niners, best defense in the league lethal offense Seahawks look very undermatched on paper here um Brian I'll start with you what do you what are your thoughts initial thoughts in this game what's what's going down what are some narratives to look at look at here uh obviously it's Brock Purdy's uh he's a rookie Mr. Relevant his first playoff start uh in Santa Clara uh I'm honestly not too worried about this game I think the I think the Niners pretty much roll they played twice in the regular season one with Jimmy G and one with Brock. If you remember that Brock game was like on a Thursday night in Seattle. And I actually had bet on Seattle and I had thought Seattle was going to win. And it was the Kittle game as Ryan had it on his fantasy team. It was that he actually had broke out that game. And uh, I just think Shanahan's going to be prepared. I, I mean, the Seahawks are, are a pretty good second half team. I have this fun little stat. Uh, Ooh, Seahawks like last... Seahawks last 12 games are actually nine and three in the second half money line, which is interesting. Pretty betters um, out there. Remember that one, huh? Yeah. But I just, I mean, it's Geno Smith at the end of the day. I mean, the division opponents, they know each other well, but I think the Niners roll. So they're covering. They're covering this game. I think so. I think so. 
I don't think easy. I, I think they win by by ten or thirteen. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's probably the that's what the consensus is probably saying. T Dites, any additional thoughts? What do you what do you what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much going to echo the same sentiment that uh, my good friend Mr. Scott uh, just spoke about. Um, for me, uh, I really like the magic of Geno Smith earlier in the year, and um, like you said, Will, it's it's, it's the magic's kind of run out. I feel like at this point in uh, in the season, the only thing Geno does well is throw that uh, that skinny post to Tyler Lockett in the left side of the end zone. <laughs> something about something about that throw is special, and I mean, he could really make it. Um, but as for this game, you mentioned the heavy rain, and that really bodes well, I think, for San Francisco. 100%. Um, a, a team with a super strong O-line. Um, adding Christian McCaffrey to the run game has been very special, and they brought back uh, a decently talented back in Elijah Mitchell to, uh, to spell Christian McCaffrey. Um, I've been super, super impressed with Brock Purdy. I think he looks uh, wise beyond his years, and uh, he could go down in history as uh, perhaps the best Mr. Irrelevant that uh, – that's come through this beautiful league. Um, you might already be that. Here, remind me of the number. Nine and a half. Um, we'll nine, uh, nine and a half. Nine, yeah, nine and a half. That's going to be a comfortable cover for San Francisco. I will say the only wrench that can be thrown into this game is, as a football fan, you know that divisional matchups can always be really weird. I mean, my oh, beautiful yeah. Washington Commanders uh, stunned the then undefeated Philadelphia Eagles in a divisional matchup, and that kind of uh, really sums up how, how strange these games can be. Um, so I really think the the factor of weirdness could play in for Seattle and maybe keep it close, but I just feel like San Francisco is a well-oiled machine and probably should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl um, at this point in time, and I don't really see the Seattle Seahawks being an, any sort of an obstacle for them. Okay, you know, that's, that's a hell of an endorsement. So you think they're bound for the Super Bowl, basically. And I, I think a lot of I myself uh, have to agree there. I, I don't want to have a wanna... future on them, right? Well, I do. Well, we can get into that later. I don't <laughs> want to spoil something that I was, I was planning for ahead of time. Um, I will say this. You mentioned the division weirdness, and I think that's like literally the only factor that might deter somebody from betting like Niners spread or, or even like, like being so sold in the Niners winning. But I have an interesting statistic. The Niners are eight and zero against the spread in their last eight division games. Okay, and then the Seahawks are one in seven against the spread in their last eight games. So we, it's this, it's a, it's a tale of two teams. Like they're, they're, these guys are are the Seahawks are playing pretty not great ball right now, and the Niners are like at the top of their game. They look like they're like they're steamrolling. Um, and I and and I know I've read some things that the the, the rain might like neutralize the playing field but ryan to your point the niners are just built they're they are built for games like that um relative to how the how the seahawks roster that kind of stacks up um you could point to that bears game in the first week of the season where the the niners were kind of like stunned and the rain was like over was too much to overcome but that's that was a wildly different team um and you know purdy purdy has yeah like purdy's good dude he's he's solid Can I just say also, yeah, yeah. The, the Seahawks looked freaking horrible against the Rams oh, last it was putrid. week. Baker Mayfield was basically trying to give that game away, <laughs> and it was it was really bad. And they kind of backdoored their way in. And also, their run defense stinks. I think the Niners are going to run all over them. But it's my two cents. I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and to yeah. circle back, um, on the Seahawks, uh, I think we all can collectively agree that this is not the team that. We wanted to see this is not the team that America wanted to see in the playoffs. Oh, I think all of us would have preferred 
of course, my commanders who gave it away to Deshaun Watson, um, uh, essentially handing their, their playoff spot to Seattle. And I also would have liked to see my buddy Dan Campbell uh, and those Lions who are just so hot to finish the season. I, I think it would have been a treat for America to see uh, the Lions go up against the Niners, and we might have a, a storybook game on our hands there because I feel like the Lions at this point in time could have beat anybody. They were hot. Yeah, it's pretty much the worst outcome for the NFL. Yeah, Seahawks. out of those three teams. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, although let's not, I don't want to like undersell the Seahawks. Geno Smith had a fantastic year, 4K yards, um, three touchdown passes. That's fourth, good for fourth in the league, like fifth in the league in quarterback rating. Um, they also have three lethal offensive weapons, Kenny Walker, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. These guys are no, these are no average shows. These are, these are freaking all pro level. I'm mean, not saying they are all pro players, but they could be all pro. Like they're, they're at that level. They're pro bowl level guys. They're fun to watch. So there's a, there's a, there's a chance that this game, the only chance that the Seahawks have a winning and the only chance that we have of watching a fun football game is if the Niners defense kind of collapses like they did two weeks ago versus Jared Stidham. They give up like 30 plus points and both these offenses just go to fucking war. And that's the only chance the Seahawks have. And and then that's the, that's the, if we want to watch something that's better, if we want to watch like a really good, solid game, that is how it has to play out. I mean, I think you guys can be sort of see that as being a possibility, right? There's that could happen. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't By, see I'm it. not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron, you, you, um, what, what do you I, think of I certainly wouldn't count out. I wouldn't say it's a definitive outcome that the that 49ers are going to win this game. Um, like circling back to the, to the divisional stuff. I mean, they really know this team. Shanahan's been in the division for quite a while. Um, Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan definitely know uh, a lot of each other's strengths and weaknesses at this point. But I just look at this 49ers team and I look at them top to bottom and just struggle to find a weakness. Uh, whereas Seattle is clear with the defense. Um, so for me, it, it, it all signs point to a San Francisco win and cover, but the NFL is a strange league and you really can't definitively say that. All right. That's, that's fair. And uh, let's just hope uh, and let's knock on wood that the Niners don't suffer injuries. Cause I feel like that's the only thing that has really derailed them for the last, I don't know, three, four years now. It's been these significant injuries at the worst times uh, they've de- it's derailed playoff runs is derailed regular seasons for this team um, and almost derailed them this year. So let's just hope that's really the only thing that can get in their way at this point from reaching this rule from my, in my estimation. All right, we'll move on. We all can agree. That's probably a, that's like, I kinda, it could be, it's probably going to be a shit game, but this next game, there's a reason it's on it Saturday after. Yeah, shit. exactly. That, that is, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's not the best place to be in, but this game that we're talking about next, Chargers at Jags, 8-15, Saturday night. I think this game has the potential to be one of, if not the best game of the weekend. Um, again, I'll set the scene. This game was really highly dependent in my mind on the Mike Williams st- status, and we just got a report probably no less than 20 minutes ago that he's officially out. And there is, we, we all know that this offense performs much better when he's on the field. Justin Herbert is a much better quarterback when he's on the field. So that that's going to change. That kind of changes everything for me. Um, I believe the Jags are two and a half point home dogs. Uh, they played, these two teams actually played earlier in the season, and it was a blowout, a surprising blowout, mind you, uh, at the hand of the Jags. They crushed the Chargers. It was like week three, maybe. And I think at that point, no one even knew what the Jags were going to be this season. So that was like, 
surprising. And, and everyone uh, obviously had high hopes for the Chargers. So that's that's something to keep in mind. Um, and then the, again, the Chargers also are just another fact I want to point out before you guys before you guys give your thoughts. Chargers have the worst yard per yard yards per carry, or they gave up the the worst yards per carry average in the Super Bowl era. They gave up 5.4 yards per carry. So this run defense is miserable. And again, they've dealt with injuries. It's been an injury real season for the Chargers. But that's just one, uh, this a little bit of the setting the scene. I want to know what do you guys think. T-Dites, you have the floor. How do you feel about this matchup? What, what's, what's going on? So, so you said that this is probably your, your favorite game on the slate, possibly could be the best game on the slate. And I'm possibly. actually in complete agreement there. You are. Okay, this, is, this is the game. Yeah, this is the game that I had circled in this wild card weekend. Because to, to be honest, I don't think it's the best slate that we've seen. Um, no, but no, probably no. in the probably the last few years have been significantly better. But this is the matchup that you point at, and it's like this is going to be a football game. For me, I'm all over the Jaguars. Um, wow. I think the Chargers are are kind of stumbling into the playoffs injury wise. Um, Herbert's a hell of a quarterback, but I really think offensively they're overrated. Um, I don't think they do a lot. Um, and with Mike Williams going down, they're going to be pretty one-dimensional because I believe that would make DeAndre Carter their second option, who I saw a lot of in uh, Washington last year. And he's more of a return man. I know he can give you some splash plays in the offense, but he's really primarily a return guy. Um, so I think with options limited for the Chargers, they're going to find themselves struggling to score points. And as for the Jaguars, they've, they've kind of undergone a renaissance in the second half of the season, surging from purgatory back to uh, – the top of the division, beating a measly Titans team, might I add, uh, to get in. In a measly fashion. Um, which too. wasn't all that impressive of a game, uh, yeah, mind you. It really game. wasn't. I wasn't blown away by their performance against the Titans and Josh Dobbs by any means. Um, but I really like what Jacksonville has going offensively. Uh, between Lawrence, I think, has uh, brought himself into the conversation of being a top 10, 12 guy. I don't know if that's that hot of a take. Um, and I really just got to tip my cap to the Jaguars management for uh, putting together this roster they had and uh, making some what, what people thought were, were kind of crazy moves, um, going after guys like Christian Kirk, who, who now seems like he's worth all 20 of those millions he's getting this year. Um, guys like Zay Jones have really uh, resurged their careers here. Um, even Eng- Evan Engram, Engram, who, Engram. who had yep. butter on his hands in his entire tenure at uh, – <laughs> over in New York and, and, and he's really been a solid weapon for this for the Jags offense and, and I can't forget Travis Etienne, uh, who's who's one of the most slippery running backs in the league. Um he's got a ton of burst, ton of twitch. Um and I really think this this banged up Chargers defense is gonna have a really hard time uh covering this Jaguars offense. So I'd I'd take uh the money line for Jacksonville here. There you go. That's um again, you seem pretty confident in this in this game um i you can't blame me based on what, what we're seeing in these last few weeks and um yeah i i i, I would have to agree but brian I'm, I'm curious what what you what you'll have to say yeah i'm gonna zag a little bit i love the chargers oh god <laughs> are you shitting me are you uh, shitting me i do i mean oh, no, i'd like to hear this i thought i mean Mike Williams is. I thought he was going to play, so that's obviously a huge uh, loss. And their run defense, Mr. Chiaz is correct. Is I mean, honestly, their defense in general just isn't the best. But they got Bosa back. I think they can put pressure on Lawrence. I just think Lawrence had a great year. He's not ready, and I think that was Herbert last year. And I think Herbert hears the noise of Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. He wants to get up to that level. Uh, yeah, I just. I think the Chargers are a team like beginning of the year. They were kind of the hot Super Bowl trendy pick. And obviously they haven't they haven't lived up to it. But 
I more so think I watched that whole Jacksonville game last week and they almost lost to Josh Dobbs at home. <laughs> and hey, Josh I, Dobbs ain't that bad. Come on. I, <laughs> I know, but I just think <laughs> Herbert's going to come in with something to prove. I do think it's close. Like I think the Chargers win by like maybe a field goal, but I just, I would take the Chargers and the points. I think they're, they're a divisional round team in my opinion. Okay. 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 So you guys are obviously in disagreement here. I'll play the role of mediator. I think <laughs> I, I'm very much, I can take parts of both of your arguments and agree with them. I, I, I'm, this is a toss up for me. I think Trevor Lawrence is not a top 12 quarterback in the league, Brian, or at least he's not inspiring much confidence in me that he can win a playoff game. He had a good little stretch in the middle of the season or middle, mid late season. But then the last three weeks, he's actually been rather underwhelming, especially in that week 18, basically playoff game versus the Titans where he did nothing to win that game for them. They won because of a fumble recovery that was like that. He didn't, I mean, he's not the reason they won. I mean, I, I don't know. He did. He, he looked kind of like he was faltering a little bit. His accuracy at times is spotty. Um, I think Herbert is a astronomically better quarterback at the same time. He's been a little dink and dunk this season. Definitely hasn't, I would say he did not really match the expectations that were laid out for him. I think a lot of people thought he was better than Burrow. And to me, it's clear that he is not. Um, again, charges are banged up. The run defense is, uh, putrid and, you know, Ryan, you talk about these Jags weapons. They threw pass catchers with over 70 receptions. It's only two teams in the league did that. Um, ETN is great. But it's all well and good on paper. I just, I don't know. I haven't really seen this all come together for them late in the season. I know they're home, so that's a little bit of an edge, I guess. Duval, whatever that is. I don't know. I'm, People I'm will actually, be rowdy. They'll be drunk be in Jacksonville. I, I, they will. They will. Yeah. <laughs> by, by all accounts, I've heard that Duval will be rowdy. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that that's going to be that's going to be the uh, that's going to be what's happening there. So, I'm personally I'm not I'm undecided about this game. I'm you leaning will, probably more in T Dice's way, but um, I don't know. Do do we think that Trevor Lawrence? Do we really think that Trevor Lawrence in a playoff game can come out there and win them this game? Now the now now say the Jags running game and the defense comes through, but it, it comes say it's tied. Five, three minutes left. Jags have the ball. They need. They need a field goal, and they're on the twenty-yard line. Can Trevor Lawrence? Does he have the cojones for it? He does, and I'll tell you why. Okay, he—he's a big game guy. He's been a big game guy his whole life. Highly touted recruit coming out of high school. Played at Clemson. Brought them to national championships. He's played on the biggest stages. He's ready for this moment, and he will not falter. Brian, uh, I mean, it's feasible. I just—I think the chargers are a better football team, but also him and Peterson seem to be really uh, connecting lately. I just wish Peterson would stop running the Philly special every week. It, <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it doesn't seem to, it's almost like a tick, like he needs to get it out. But it, he, other than that, I mean, he's completely got the urban Meyer stink off of them. I just think that last week was their super bowl. And I, and I think the chargers have bigger aspirations. I think, I think the chargers want to go to Kansas city. Because they played him well twice. All right, Brian, but I want you to answer my question. Do you think Trevor Lawrence down three? This are yeah, tie game, twenty yard line, three minutes to go. Or no, no, actually less. Let's do like a minute and a half or a little bit less. Can he do that? Can he do that? This where he? I would right say now? I would say no. Okay, okay. So yeah, have- <laughs> he's done it, yeah, Brian. He's done it. I have to no. I have to disagree with you here, Brian. I don't care that four years ago he led Clemson to a national championship. It's completely different. I, I get it. Like he's proven. 
that he can play well in big games. You know, he's done it throughout his whole life, whatever. I don't care about the whole life thing. You know, every high school pros, quarterback prospect, prospect was amazing in high school and, and played in big games and performed well, right? They wouldn't be in the NFL otherwise. And I get, I think that there's some merit to the national championship, but it's been so long. I mean, I don't know if he can just, can he just take, can he just channel that energy, that same sort of, I don't know, composure again? It's, it's been a while. He's been, he's been playing uh, for some pretty shitty, um, he's been playing for a pretty shitty team, shitty to mediocre team the last two years. I don't know. I, I, if he can find that again, sure, but it's been a while. I don't know if I can say with confidence that he is going to be able to be clutch when it matters. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fair to have skepticism over, over a guy who's, who's never really done it. I mean, this is his first trip to the playoffs uh, in two years. Um, and I just really think that, that with, with the slate of weapons he's had, he's developed some, some serious chemistry with them. And, and this season, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what team it was against. I believe it was like a month ago. Okay. Um, but I believe he pitched a multiple touchdown fourth quarter comeback. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank with the Ravens. Great Ravens? catches like uh, wasn't the Ravens earlier this season? What about I Cowboys? Cowboys? Was it the Cowboys OT game? It might have been. Either way, yeah, I do. He did have. I do remember, like, like a month ago, he was having. He was putting together some great performances, for sure. Hundred um, percent. But I just, I just think there's some magic to this Jacksonville team, and uh, this might sound like a hot take, but I, do, I think not only are they going to beat the Chargers, I think they. So they're the four seed, so they would likely draw hmm, maybe the Bills, depending on what happens um, to finish the season. I think they could win a second playoff game and send themselves to an AFC championship. I think there's that much talent on this Jaguars team. Jeez, that is... Well, they'd probably draw Kansas City because assuming Cincinnati wins and Buffalo wins, it'd be the 3-2-1-4, right? True. So then in that case, it would be Kansas City. Um... Do you so see them going into Arrowhead? Going into Arrowhead would be a tall ask. <laughs> that's, that's, um, yeah, that's a, but that's, if, a if, that's a mile high ask. If if one of these, um, if either the uh, two, three, if the two or three loses, so that would be Buffalo and Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's not going to lose, and Buffalo probably wouldn't lose. So I guess they would be playing the Chiefs. Um, but I think if they somehow were able to draw Buffalo, I think they can beat Buffalo. Wow. I think Buffalo's a flawed okay. team. Okay, I, I politely disagree with that one. Um, but hey, you know, crazier things have happened. Um, okay, Ron, I know you have like just two minutes left with us, right? You got you got your lunch break yeah. done. So I just want to point out one thing, uh, and then we'll have, we'll have Brian has a question for you. Uh, I think it's crazy that Justin Herbert. I mean, for all the like the dick writing and the 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 meat the, the NFL media just like loving this guy for two years, like like literally declaring him on like the Mount Everest of quarterbacks in the league today. And this is his first ever playoff game. Is that nuts or not? I don't know. That, I find that baffling, just, just the fact that this it's, is his first playoff game. It, you it's forget. 100% nuts. And and I, I would actually call Herbert's a talented quarterback. I don't want this to get misconstrued, but I think he's overrated. I think he's, he's perceived as something he is not. I think because um, he's, he's built like Adonis. He has, he has everything you'd want in a quarterback, big arm, big guy can move, but he's never put it together. And this is the first season he's, he's put it together, but it's really not like this, this super impressive campaign, like it was made out to be. And I understand the team has been banged up and it's hard to overcome those things, but the guy he was being hyped up to be should be able to overcome those things. And he only like slightly has. 
That's that's absolutely true. I, I look, I, the overrated thing is uh, that's that's that hits a nail in the coffin. I think he's the most overrated quarterback in the league. All right, Brian, why don't you ask T-Dites, uh our our closing question here? Yeah, I just I have an, I have another quick comment. I just want to give some airtime. Sam Howell is could be the prince that was promised. <laughs> oh my god, he Brian. had a pretty good game against the Cowboys. Um, but anyway, uh, Ryan, gun to your head. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Gun to my head, who's going to the Super Bowl? Um, that's a tough question. Um, for me, it's got to be the San Francisco coming out of the NFC. I just think there's there's a team not as complete as them. Um, I think the, the NFC championship should, for America's sake, be Eagles-Niners. Uh, I think that would be a phenomenal NFC championship. The AFC is a little more complex. Um, for me, it, like it, it's, it's as generic as it comes, but it's got to be the Chiefs. I just think there's just so much magic with the Chiefs being as, as long as Reed and Mahomes are there. I think it's hard to pick another favorite, but it's hard to ignore Cincinnati. It really is. Um, Joe Burrow has been phenomenal this year. Joe Burrow's got the biggest set of balls in the NFL, um, and and they just have so much firepower on offense. Um, but so I, I just don't think Buffalo is a player in this just because I think Josh Allen, don't get me wrong, is, is fantastic, but I just think he's been very errant with the football. Okay. And that's just something that's not going to get you to a Super Bowl in the NFL playoffs. Each turnover is even more backbreaking than they are in the regular season. And I just think that uh, Allen's inability to kind of control the football and, and, and not give it away will, will eventually be the Bills' downfall. So gun to my head, it's going to be Chiefs 49ers. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll remember that and we'll write it down and we'll we'll look back on it in a few weeks and we'll see if your football knowledge to the to the uh, test of time. All right, Ryan. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. I know that you have work today, so you know I get I I, I can really I, I'm thankful that you took your lunch seriously and, and watch out for Brady on Monday. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game's a shit sandwich and a half. Both teams. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Get out of here. All right, buddy. Enjoy the rest I'll, of your day. I'll. I'll leave you with that. I, I really appreciate you having me back on. And if you want me back on uh, for later in these playoffs, uh, feel free to give me a ring. Oh, yeah. All, all right. right. We'll do. All right. We'll see you around. All right, see gentlemen. You, <laughs> you enjoy the rest of your day. It's, uh, it's been an honor. <laughs> you as well. You as well, buddy. See you, man. All right. Well, that's Ryan T.S. for you. Um, very knowledgeable guy with some controversial opinions. Brian, you and him seem to be zigging and zagging there quite a bit, huh? Uh, I mean, the Chargers-Jaguars game is the hardest to predict, I think. Like, could go either way. I just lean more Chargers. Yeah. That, I, okay. That, you know what? I can't even get – I honestly can't really get on you for that one because I think, to me, like, that is the one I'm struggling with the most. Like, in terms of, from, a, from a betting perspective, I, I mean, I, I'm very – it's like the t- plus two and a half is intriguing for the Jags at home. And yeah. I'm Home guessing it's going to Yeah, right. And I'm guessing that's going to move. It has to move with Mike Williams out. Yeah, probably. Maybe a right. point a or bit, half a point. point. So we'll we'll wait and see on that one. All right, we have a little bit of time here um, before we have our next guest on. Uh, we're going to do the Sunday game slate. Try to do this sort of quickly here. Okay. Um, we will start with, of course, Dolphins at Bills. There's not much to talk about. Here. Yeah, good thing we don't have to spend a lot of time on that. <laughs> I don't, I, don't even, I, I think it actually pains me to fucking talk about this game. Like, it is, it's so freaking disappointing that this has to be like this. Like, yeah. imagine it two is healthy. This is literally a heavyweight matchup because the Dolphins 
could could have won that. Could easily win this game. They beat him early in the season. Yeah. Okay, well, grant, granted, sorry, granted, if the Tua had stayed healthy, this would probably not be the match first round. Um, who knows what the Dolphins would have done? But you know, alas, here we are. Uh, Brian, what do you think about Skylar Thompson? Huh? Uh, he's very bad. This is actually normally a situation when everyone's on one team that I love to zag and, and take like the team to cover. But with Skylar Thompson so bad, I just I can't even get myself to get behind it. So I'm, I'll take Buffalo in the points. It's a, they're a team of destiny. Yeah, not gonna lose the Dolphins. No, exactly. And that's and I again, I okay, I, I agree with I echo that you know entirely. I think Thompson is woefully inadequate. He's a seventh-round rookie draft pick, and he's no and he's no Brock Purdy, and he's not in that Brock Purdy offense. I will say that people, I think he's not quite as bad as people are making it out to be. Last week, he was honestly decently efficient. They didn't do much on offense, but he was like twenty of thirty, and he had no picks, and he led them down the field for a game-winning field goal. So I don't think he is incompetent, but. Again, there that, that was the Jets. This is the Bills in Buffalo. Bills Mafia has pretty much been on a bender recently with this whole Demar Hamlin thing. That on uh, like literally, I this is controversial. But Demar Hamlin didn't die, and now the entire Bills fucking organization is so motivated and like hyped yes. up. It, maybe that was the best thing that could have happened to them. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Injury. This guy he got really injured on national TV. Everyone freaks out. The whole world's like, the more Hamlin, you know? And it got, kind of brought them together, <laughs> but he lives. So it's okay. So he lives. He might be at the game. He might even be at the game. So like, I would say these... save him. Save him for Cincinnati, though. Don't Look, bring him out. This is an overreaction. It wasn't the Namar Hammond thing was an overreaction. He's fine, but it was a useful tool. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I deserve to die for saying any of that shit. I don't care because he's alive and he's going to be fine. So, yeah, the Bills are going to fucking trounce this team. They're going to trounce them because even if Skylar Thompson manages to stay away from the interceptions, I, I just, how could, like, how does the Buffalo offense just not go ham? Yeah, like first no, playoff game since the Demar Hamlin thing. It's a, they have it's a, a lot wrap. to prove. It's a wrap. It's I, a wrap. It's a wrap. Unless, a... unless, well, last week we saw with the Patriots game. It's not like the Bills' offense did a ton. It was yeah. really those fourteen points from the special teams. Although I just don't think the Dolphins' defense is at that level. I mean, where the Patriots are. Can Skylar Thompson find Tyreek Hill if he's wide open? I don't even know. Maybe oh, is Tyreek? <laughs> well, I know Tyreek was hurt last week. I think he's playing. Yeah, they'll probably play. I believe he exited last week with an ankle injury, but it looks like he's playing. Yeah, that's – look, I don't even want to think about this game. I'm not, I don't even know if I'll watch the game. I'll watch it. But like, I'll definitely still watch, but, but like, it won't be pretty. It won't be pretty. All right, we'll move on then to – this is a weird game. Again, like, if I had to, like, characterize this slate of games this weekend, it wouldn't be, like, exciting because, honestly, in as a whole, these matchups – this is like as T Dice talked about, this is not the best wildcard weekend we've seen. Not even close. No. But some of these games are are weird in the sense that I have like I don't know. This is like on paper it seems obvious, but then like you think about it, it's really not. So Giants had Vikings, Vikings minus three at home. The mm. Giants have been one of the most interesting, surprising teams of the season. They start out like six and oh, then they have a little bit of a Sort of a, 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 a mid season slip drought, and then they kind of resurrected a bit. Um and then we have the Vikings, who we obviously know have 
were very pretty wildly successful this year, but they had like the most close games and they ended up winning all of them. They had a 33 nothing deficit to the Colts and they came back. Biggest comeback in NFL history. We all know Kirk's reputation in the postseason and big games. I don't know. This is tough. What What do you think? What do you, What's that state? Like, what 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 matters here? What are we looking at in this game? What What's going to decide this? I would say these are two uh, coach of the year candidates. No, Kevin O'Connell oh, sure. and Brian Dable both yeah. weren't supposed to take their teams this far. Um, I think people are underestimating Skull Nation in Minnesota. Uh, I think it's actually a, it's kind of a tough place to play, and uh, they played there, I believe, a couple weeks ago, and the Giants lost by three. Um, so it's a pretty accurate spread, I guess. I am really liking Minnesota. I, oh. re- I really am. I mean, it will be close for sure because okay, okay. every single game the Vikings play is close. But I can see Minnesota winning this by a touchdown. I, I mean, it scares me because Dayball is pretty crafty um, in his game plans, and they do have Saquon and Daniel Jones has played – up to his well potential, enough. if not better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I go, I uh, defer to the home team here. And I think the Vikings, Jettas, I don't think Jefferson wants to go out like this, especially since everyone is calling them frauds, which they might be. But like, you don't think they hear that? Like, they definitely do. I think it's going to motivate them. I, I got Vikings by a touchdown. Yeah. That. Um, I have to say, I, I've been kind of on that same wavelength this this week with this game. Look, if the Vikings lose this, it's a disaster. It's a fucking disaster. I mean, yeah, you, when they go 13-4 and four this yeah. season, I mean, if, first year head coach, I get it, but there's high expectations here. They've performed well all year. They have great skilled players. Their defense is not amazing, but solid enough. And Kirk Cousins, honestly, he had a he had like a really good year. He had He's like top 10 in the league in quarterback rating. Decent yeah. amount of touchdowns. Yardage was there as always. He's always been efficient. And he had eight, he had eight game winning drives. Eight. I mean, yeah. come on. That's like the mark of a, a clutch quarterback who should play well in the playoffs. So it's not quite that, prime time either at 430. Yeah, it's not prime time. <laughs> you're right. You're right. This, uh, they probably did it on purpose. And then on the flip side, you're the Giants who have literally defied all expectations with a roster that is like it kind of reminds you of the Patriots they're like if the Patriots somehow won some of those games those close ones and made their the playoffs, receiving core is really bad oh my it's literally it might be the it's worst. definitely the worst in the NFL I think oh yeah I mean we got about like Hodgins Richie yeah. James David bad. Sills they got rid of Tony God doesn't play Sterling Shepard torn ACL early on so th- there yeah there's really nothing in, in, in the in the in terms of passing Daniel Jones has done the best he can. I think he's, you know, his hit his tight ends a lot. They do the rollout shit. He's honestly played much better this season, I thought. But unless Dable, like you spoke about, could really put together like a like this masterful game plan where he somehow just throws these loops and whistles in there and it's like the Vikings are like caught off guard. That's the only way they win this game. I think a lot of people are taking the Giants plus three. It's, it's very popular, right? I mean, I've seen yeah. that mostly on, on Twitter and podcasts I've listened to. Like, everyone is like liking that because the Giants, I mean, that that classic like defensive minded team with the you know the head coach that's got a lot of credit and going to play the Vikings, who are literally like all season have been like oh they like they could blow this because they're weird. So yeah. I, I think that's popular, but yeah, I don't know. It's rookie head coach versus rookie head coach. 
The difference to me, the difference to me is Minnesota. If they lose, as you as you alluded to, it would be a disaster and a disappointment. Whereas I think the Giants are kind of playing with house money. If they lose, be like, oh, great year. That was Good great. Job. Literally, <laughs> what, what a what a foundation for this team. We have nothing. Like we literally just we, made the playoffs with nothing. Yeah, which I think means something. Like the Vikings, sure as hell don't want to lose in the first round. They want to prove the people who have been saying they suck for twelve weeks that they're that they can make a division around and hopefully make some noise. But and look, we'll and, and like, like this is the first year of this new regime in in um, New York, right? With Dable and the, the rosters in flux, right? But this Vikings team, besides Kevin O'Connell, this like they've been here. They've been here for years. Yeah. Kirk's been here for a while. So there's, you're right, more to, more to gain. If anything, the Giants lose this game. There's still momentum. Some more free agency appeal. They, they'll draft well like they did last season. There's, yeah. So by that logic, the Vikings should be more motivated. And they should win this game. But at the same time, I, so I, will, I will go with the Vikings. But you can definitely agree with me that if the Vikings somehow lost this, I mean, it's feasible. If they lost this, yeah. it's totally real. Like, I would not be even slightly surprised. No, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Jefferson's first playoff game? I, yes, because although this is his third season, I can't, I think it's his first playoff game. So, I but is it so? I'm trying to think. So, this is Jefferson's third. Is this his, is this his second or third season? God, I want, uh, I we think, can take, I, I'll just, I'll look at it real quick. Um, I, I want to say it's Jefferson and Saquon's first playoff game. It's definitely Saquon's first playoff game, I believe. He definitely hasn't played in the game. I mean, yeah. think about think about that. Those teams, and he's he suffered injuries. So, you know, like there's no way, right? Oh, he's three time Pro Bowl Jefferson. So okay, so this yeah um, third year. It's his third year. Third year. So um, did they did they really not make the playoffs in one? I know they didn't make it last year. Did they make Eight. it his? Did they make it his? Uh, no, seven to nine. He went seven to nine his first year and eight and nine his second year. So this is his first playoffs. All right. So again, that's a narrative. I mean, this is a guy who is. Wants to prove himself, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, and he's like, and when you got a guy like that who's generational, he he he's gonna be in the, the con, con, nah. he's gonna be in the discussions in 20 years between like Jerry Rice, yeah. Randy Moss, him, who's the best yeah. I mean, at this rate, right? So, but if if he can like cement himself early on in his career as a playoff performer, no, that's intriguing. Yeah, I love the Vikings, Skull Nation, baby. The school they do have a good that whole field advantage. Yeah, I, I, that Skull thing's fun. I wish the Patriots had something cool like that, but I don't know. But they they kind of have that like monopolized the whole like cool chant. Thing. Yeah, I I but I, that's that's um yeah. I hope Vikings win. I don't want to see the Giants in the, in the divisional. Round. Well, you better hope you have them for your square. <laughs> Bro, that square does not mean anything. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna win that. The Vikings are not gonna do anything. If the that's... Vikings could actually make the freaking Super Bowl, I would literally go insane. But you and Mister Tuba both. Oh, he probably, oh, well, oh, what does he think? Do you know? We should have him on the show. I haven't talked to him. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give him a call. Mr. Tupa is Brian's next door neighbor. He's a passionate Vikings fan. Great guy. And a great guy, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Vikings, we'll see. They'll, I hope they win. I think they'll win. We'll see. All right. Another kind of a putrid game, although depending on the quarterback, it could go from insanely disgusting to kind of putrid to like maybe it's okay. So, I'm gonna assume that Huntley is starting because yeah, I think he that's a put fair in a limited practice today. Before it was looking like Anthony Brown, former BC quarterback and Oregon quarterback, on draft that <laughs> was gonna start. Let me give you a little bit of a background. Even though he's not playing, I want to talk about this a little bit. So Anthony Brown, I've seen him play like a bunch because 
I went and watched a BC football game versus Clemson my senior mm-hmm. year. He was the starter. He got hurt like the first quarter and like barely played. Then our freshman year, he was their starters again. And he honestly like is a pretty was a pretty solid college quarterback. I think that's obvious considering he was able to transfer to Oregon, which is a you know, top program, top yeah. program, best Pac-12 program there is, uh, arguably. Um, so he's like mobile and he actually has a decent arm. And you could kind of see that last week when he started. He he threw for 300 yards and I, I, he was ground. He was a r- r- running threat, but he, oh God, he was inaccurate. He was like 40, yeah. he, like, I think he was like 20 of 38 or something crazy. Yeah, so not like, great. Not, no, like, like this guy shouldn't be in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, he, he definitely shouldn't be playing a playoff game. Thank God he looks like Huntley's going to play because they've had some success with Huntley in the past, more so last yeah. season. They can mimic what they do with Lamar. With exactly. I mean, all three, and then I think that's why they have all three, all, that's why they have Huntley and Brown in, in the locker room because they know that they can fit into the system. Um, yeah. I think really this is just a missed opportunity for like us as fans in the NFL. Like if Lamar was fully healthy for this game, this would be like a hell of a contest. And it, yeah. and, and a divisional, uh, first of all, divisional, you know, yeah. those are always great Two young quarterbacks at the peak of their powers. It's, it sucks that we have to see it that this unfold the way it, it is it's similar to the Buffalo game. Although this, I think this one is even, would be even closer. Yeah. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Do you think there's any Huntley? So if, assuming Huntley's playing, is there any chance of this turning out well? For any, so for I'm, actually, I'm actually going to uh, take Baltimore to cover the spread here. Wow. I, uh, wow. I, I know. I think I, if the Nine line, and a half. yeah, it opened up at four and a half. And then the news about Lamar, Shifted everything really not shifted, to yeah. nine and a half. Baltimore defense is solid, like very good. Okay, and, okay. And the Bengals O line, their right side is totally uh, not. They're not going to play for this game. It's like Kappa and some other guy. Um, that, oh, ooh, poor Buck Kappa. Oh uh, yeah, are out. So I don't know. I just this is a chippy divisional game. I watched some of the week 18 game and things were getting ugly with Jamar in one of the corners and Rokon Smith is there and back. And I just I don't know. Nine and a half is a lot. And they and it's they didn't really show him anything because Huntley didn't play. I think this is a low scoring game that the Bengals do win. But I think this is a game in the fourth quarter. I do. I really do. I think Baltimore is going to hang in there. Wow. Okay. All right. You know, those are some things I actually didn't really consider. Um, that Ravens defense is that Ravens defense is pretty lethal. Uh, Roquan Smith just gave a massive extension to, and that's looking like a trade that really works in their favor. Um, he's he's absolutely dangerous. And then again, like we kind of talked about, like this offense, the offense can exist without Lamar because it's. They brought like Huntley yeah. is basically Lamar, but worse. The reason why I would probably disagree with you, and I don't think the Ravens would cover it, is I don't think like Huntley has been like last year. Huntley did a really good job filling in for this guy, but this year Huntley is Not a lot to be good. desired. It's, and I just I don't like there, there was like the connection with Mark Andrews hasn't really been there. Like he's obviously been a little injury prone. I just love Harbaugh. Like, I think Harbaugh is going to be ready to go. I actually think he's pretty freaking pissed off about this Lamar situation. Yeah. And I think he kind of wants to stick it to him a little bit. And, again, I don't think they have – like, Huntley is not enough to win a playoff game on the road. But I think Harbaugh is going to have a great game plan. Okay. He's going to keep him in this game. 
All right, so you're betting on the you're betting on the game plan. You're betting on the system to keep this close. Correct. And look, I, I think the Bengals they've definitely <laughs> surged in this latter half of the season. But I, I mean, as we saw with the Pats game, it's not like this team is like. There's definitely yeah. flaws. This is not the Chiefs. This is not the Chiefs. They can get hot at the right time and they can beat anybody for sure. But this is not the well-oiled machine that people like T-Dites think it is. I I, I don't know. I, I There's definitely holes. So you're, you know what? You're right. And, and nine and a half is a lot, no matter who it is. You had a playoff team, game? Yeah. Even the Bills game. Like I know we're, we yeah. said the Bills will, will, will kind of reign supreme there with but um, 13 and a half, nine and a half. These spreads are these spreads are no joke. Yeah, be careful. Begging. So yeah, they're begging to be teased. Oh, they all. Oh my God, don't tell cousin Sal. Oh, he'll go nuts over that. Yeah, I would not tease this one though. I might tease the other two. I would not. Uh... Okay, all right. No tease for you. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. All right, we've gone through that kind of miserable Sunday slate. Before we move on to Monday night, which is what we've all been waiting for, right? <laughs> We're gonna do a little bit of a, a quarterback ranking list that me and Brian okay. uh, wanted to share with y'all. Uh, and then after we do that, we'll have a special guest on another very, very, very special guest. Well, this one's a little less. Uh, he's kind of a dink. Doesn't really know a lot about football. More a soccer guy, which has to act like he knows about football, and he's a, he's a little bit of a Twitter presence, but normally cares about what he says. Uh, right. Anyways, <laughs> let's do our let's do our quarterback rankings. Um, how about we, I'll, okay. I'll preface this. These are our options. Um, we got Gino, Brock, Trevor, Justin Herbert, Skylar Thompson, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Kirk. Um, we'll go with Tyler Huntley. Um, cause he's going to play probably Brady, Dak, Mahomes, Hertz. So that's who we're ranking the guys who are going to play this weekend, not just the starters. Cause that would, you know, obviously Lamar would be in and Tua would be part of the picture, but they're not. So we'll start with 14, Brian. Who's your 14th? And we'll just go, we'll just alternate here. This one's pretty obvious. I got Skylar Thompson coming in as 14. I have Skylar Thompson as well. I will note that if it was Anthony Brown, though, who was starting, I would have put him at 14. Okay. Okay. Very nice. All right. 13. Uh, I got Tyler Huntley. I got Tyler Huntley. Oh, look. We're, wow. We're, we're really, we're really thinking the same way. Two great minds <laughs> think alike, bro. No, I think this will get chippy when we get down lower. Okay. Um, Probably. This is a little, uh, mine's a little controversial. What's your 12th? I think you should go this time. Uh, I'm Brock Purdy at 12. Really? Yeah. I got I got a Geno Smith at 12. <laughs> Look, I just – I get why you're saying that. I just – how can I, like – that would just be wrong. Like, Brock Purdy has played well in a great system. Like, literally, yeah. most quarterback-friendly system there is. But he hasn't put up, like, anything great, any crazy stats. I mean, Geno Smith has threw 4,000 yards, three touchdowns. Like, I, like just – like. Just, just, just looking at them purely individually. I don't know. I couldn't. So I you'd rather have Gino than uh, Brock? If you put Gino on that Niners team, I'm sure they would be. Yeah, that's a good decent point. So, but I don't like disagree with the Gino thing. I he has faltered. Who knows what he could do in the playoffs? But sorry. Right. Okay. Um. We'll agree disagree. Eleven. I have. Uh, oh, you go. I'll, you. you go I have. I have. It might be a surprise. I got Dak at eleven. Oh my god. Okay. That is rowdy. That's crazy. I know. Eleven interceptions in the past seven games. I think he's five or six games throwing an interception. And he looked atrocious against the commanders. So bad. He's not in rhythm. I know it's a little low, but I think he stinks right now. Look, I um I kind of agree with the sentiment. He has really struggled. He's and I have him decent lower than I thought I was going to. 
Um, I mean, the fact that last week they're playing the fucking commanders who have no playoff aspirations. And if the Cowboys won last week and the Eagles lost, they would have been number one seed with a bye. So there yeah. was implications. There was something to there was something to play for. And a bye is no joke. So the fact that that was a performance that he managed to put together, whatever oh, whatever that was, it was awful. So yeah, honestly, I can't really I don't I kind of I'm on board with that. I have Daniel Jones at eleven. I think Daniel Jones is what he is. I'm not going to get more than that. I think there's not much in terms of upward uh, mobility there. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden throw 300 yards and three touchdowns in a game versus the rest of the guys in this list I think could. Yeah, I so I got Jones at 10. So, all right, I got, G, I got Gino 10. I got Gino 10. Yeah, I think Jones, like, again, if you put him on, like, the Seahawks or – or the rate, like I think he stinks, but within Dable's system, he's re- actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, also you're right, and you have to kind of evaluate that because, yeah, for some reason he is he's like I'll be curious to see what they do with him like long term. I guess it it depends. Well, I think they might give themselves something to pickle because if he wins his playoff game versus the Vikings, then you kind of have to extend him. And I don't know. I if think they're the gonna extend thing. him either way. I think yeah. he earned it to, when he got to the playoffs. All right, all right. I don't know if that is the best move, but sometimes you have to do that kind of thing. All right, number nine. Um, tr- I did Trevor. All right, I got I got Brock coming in at number nine. Okay, okay, we talked. About I like this. Brock. I like Brock. I just I, I six game sample size. Look, I we could look, be looking he's at good, but like three weeks down the line, we could be talking Brock Purdy Super Bowl <laughs> undefeated. Undefeated, never lost a game going. The, the problem is, this is it, what what my issue is. Is like we could be saying that in three weeks, but we could also be saying he averaged 150 yards past <laughs> the game. And no, that's fair. That so is I don't fair. know, but that's kind of what Brady did first year. So I don't even know yeah. if we can really get on his ass. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Brock is an interesting one. Yeah. Because there's a situation. I don't. We can't. We didn't talk about this. I, I want to bring this up really quickly. What if the Niners? Play the Seahawks and Brock Purdy like implodes. Like you might think yeah. that a Mr. Irrelevant would on the prime time stage. This it's guy def- never seen a game like this in his life. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, possibly is, you know, it's a wild card. He has no playoff experience. I just think it, he's getting spoon fed by Shanahan. I yeah, think it would be kind of right. hard. Like, in Shanahan, not, they're like, not going to put him in a shove. He can just run the ball. Like, <laughs> they're not gonna put him, you're right. They're not, even though it's uncharted territory, the playoff game, they're not going to put him in the. Shanahan knows better not to put him in a position that will he won't succeed or he won't lack, or, or or a position where he like could potentially really fuck up. All Lex. right. Um, what do you got at? Uh, oh, so Trevor Lawrence, I put him at nine because I think that he has no playoff experience, and I think that he is he's not the guy. He's good, but he's not he's he's not that guy yet. Right. Sorry. All right. Who do you have at eight? I got Kirk at eight. I have Dak at eight. Interesting. Okay, Dak. I still think he's better than the guys I've mentioned, despite the recent shit. Uh, I think I think Kirk's games. gonna ball out against the Giants. Okay, I do. I think, and then uh, who knows what happens when he faces in the divisional. Round. I would like to see him ball. I, I think it's fun when he's playing well, especially because he has Justin Jefferson on the team. Like that's fun to watch. But they have Kirk going. That's fun as hell. True. Um, okay, I have Kirk at seven. Yeah, I got Lawrence at seven. I, I agree with you. I think he's just like a year away. I think next year he could craft the top five. See, but like you you would really take okay, just for one playoff game, you would take Lawrence over Kirk. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, it's tough. I've just seen I've obviously there's a bigger sample size with Kirk, but there's also a huge sample size of Kirk sucking. <laughs> yeah. It's so like 
I would I'll, probably yeah, take um, T-Law just based on talent mm-hmm. and ability to read the defenses because, like, there's nothing worse than, like, watching Kirk when you want him to win. And it's – he can winning. just – there's, like – I feel like there's more of an implosion factor with him. Like, even though I just said he was going to ball out, like, when he's not playing well, it's not going at all. So – that's true. Know. That's true. I, I get what, like the rationale could be like, well, you don't know what T Law could do. He could potentially be great in the playoffs. It's true. Prospect is enough. T Knights think so. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will see. We will certainly see. Okay. Simon's in the waiting room. Our very special guest, Simon Chandler. That's who I was alluding to earlier <laughs> with my nice little uh, introduction. Um, he's waiting. So let's, let's go quick here. Um, okay. Who did you have at six? I had Herbert at six. I had Herbert at six. All right. And then five. I had her- Hurts at five. I had Hurts at five as well. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now we're trying to align here, but that's the top four. I'll be. I don't know if you're gonna lie. At four, I had Tom Brady. Four, I had Tom Brady. And this, ah, uh, we'll see. I had three. I had Josh Allen. Oh, really? <laughs> I had Burrow there. I originally did. I I put Burrow at two just because he's gone to a Super Bowl and like he's done it without no line. And I would. I think I might trust Burrow more. I really do. I had that same thought. Last year's playoffs, you have to keep in mind. And what Burrow did was exceptional. I mean, he was clutch. He was yeah, accurate. It's the real was, deal. He was he was willing to go deep. It wasn't Tom Brady. He was dink and dunk, and it was also a little like, you know, vertical offense there. So he's really good. Him and Josh Allen are very close. But I give it to Josh Allen because last year he we all know he got duped in that playoff game. He showed what he could do. Oh, he's also right, much yeah. more of a running threat. I know TS was right. Like there is a little bit of um with him. Like you never know what he's gonna do, like something stupid. But Burrow is just as prone to doing that. We saw it in the Patriots game. I've seen it in a few games in the around the stretch here. He yeah. throws, he he he'll throw he'll throw picks, he'll throw dumb picks. It it's no, it's not yeah. like he's Mr. Like like turnover prone. He's not. Uh, sorry, sorry, and like and Mr. Turnover like wary. Like he definitely can make those same mistakes. But I think they're neck and neck. I don't think you're wrong going two or three of them. All right, and then, then Mahomes at one. Yeah, it's not pretty close. standard. <laughs> it's not really close. Um, yeah. what he's done, what he's done with his team, he's probably gonna like probably gonna get the MVP. He'll win the MVP any year. He's any year, every single year going for the next fifteen years. No one would be surprised if he won the Super Bowl. He's he's the greatest yeah. threat to Brady's greatness. Okay, I think Brady beat him, and Brady beat him, and Brady beat him, <laughs> and Brady could beat him again. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna totally. <laughs> okay. Um, quick break. Simon's going to be coming on. We will be right back with you guys. All right, guys, we're back. We are here with our third guest of the show, Mr. Simon Chandler. I sort of spoke about him earlier. He's a kind of a Twitter head. He's kind of uh, he's a wannabe NFL NBA enthusiast. He doesn't really know that much. He should really just stick with the Premier League. Um, and yeah, he's a big diehard Cowboys fan. That's that's first and foremost. That's why he's here with us to discuss the Bucks. Cowboys game Monday night, huge matchup. Simon, um, before we dive in, anything you want to say to the viewers? Let's start the listeners. Go for it. No, I mean, uh, longtime listener, happy to be on, happy to get to speak to you, uh, knowledgeable heads um, about football. I, I'm not sure it's fair to criticize my knowledge. I've often been right in regards to. I need, uh, I need data to back things. it up. You can't just say that. Um, I need, I need literal data to back that up. I need like evidence. You know. I was I was one of the first people to uh, call out Josh Allen's rise to MVP level. Most people wrote him off. I didn't. 
All right. Uh, I like to see that in writing after the show. Thanks. Um, but <laughs> if that's true, then good for you because honestly, I was not a Josh Allen believer. Definitely not out of the draft. Uh, okay. So, Bucks Cowboys, I've been setting the stage. It's a two and a half point spread as of now. Cowboys favored, Bucks home dogs. Wow. We know what the Cowboys are. We know what the Bucks are. The Bucks are an underwhelming team, all but underwhelming all season, but they pulled it out when it mattered. Offense has been pretty bad until the fourth quarter. The running game has been putrid. The defense has been as advertised with some injuries. The Cowboys are interesting to me because I feel like Dak has really underperformed, um, especially as of late. When Brian and I were talking about the turnover issue. It's he can't be ignored. It's there. Um, but he has playoff experience. Um, he has a honestly, he's got a pretty good foray of weapons, you know, two uh, um, Zeke, who Wait, has playoff experience. experience. How many games has he won? He's won none. No, oh, uh, yeah, I didn't say good play. I didn't say <laughs> good playoff experience. I didn't say good. I just said playoff experience. Not, not, not true. Please be knowledgeable. He beat uh, <laughs> the be? Seahawks. He beat the Seahawks. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. He beat the Seahawks. Jay, what year? When was that? Uh, was it 2019? They then went on and lost to the Rams when CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley ran for. I think like 300 yards against wow. them. So the fact that I don't remember that much means it probably wasn't that good of a performance. <laughs> that, uh, part, also, huh? also was victim of one of the best Aaron Rodgers drives for that Mason Crosby field. I mean, yeah, that you're right. His his playoff performances have not been just feeble efforts. I'm not yeah, saying they're so feeble efforts. Just... But that that 13-3 Cowboys team that lost to the Packers in the divisional round. That, yeah, that, so that he, was pretty embarrassing. He's he's won one of four playoff games he's played pretty good record pretty good track record whatever you know what regardless he has experience he's not good but he has experience that's the leg up here but this dallas team is weird like they've had really good performances and then you have like games like the jags game where it's like what the fuck is that the the coaching's a little bit but all right that's the game we're looking at um and then also on the flip side we have tom brady we can just point that out tom brady Never lost to the Cowboys. Never lost to the Cowboys even once. He is the winningest quarterback in NFL history. He's the king of clutch. He's the fucking goat of all sports. All sports, I think, from my estimation. But I don't know. I don't know if my opinion matters. Simon, well, let's, I'll give you the floor here because me and Brian are obviously biased a little bit. And we were going to kind of tag team you. So <laughs> give us your case for the Cowboys. How is this game going to play out? What are the important factors? Um, I like to start by saying, I think this game shouldn't be pitched as how can the Cowboys beat the Bucks? Is how can the Bucks beat the Cowboys? The Cowboys are the the top dog here. They're the team. They are favorites. They're the ones being hunted. Um, couple of things. We talk about uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks winning when it matters. I mean, their wins this year. They beat the Cowboys. That was an impressive win. But otherwise, their next most notable win. It's the Seahawks. That's the only play other playoff team they beat. Um, I mean, just far from impressive all year. Uh, I'd say, touching on when the Cowboys and the Bucks played the first time, uh, Dak didn't look right. I'd say Leonard Fournette had, I have it here, he had 127 rushing yards that game, and he broke 70 once the rest of the year. Well, the it's Bucks playoff Lenny. It's playoff Lenny. Yeah, it's a whole different beast. <laughs> I, I, Seriously, I the regular season stats don't matter. <laughs> I mean, he, no. I, I, so the Cowboys' run defense is very bad. It's 
by far their weakness of their defense. Otherwise, a really strong defense. But the Bucks run offense just isn't good. It's non-existent. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm not really sweating that. You talk about the Dax turnover problems. That is an issue, but is made out more than it actually is. If you look at the turnovers, like the the Jags loss, um, which sucks because they could be playing in the NFC champion, or uh, they could have the first round by instead. That hit the receiver. I think Noah Brown right in the hands popped up, pick six. That was tough. Uh, two of the turnovers have just hit receivers in the hands or the chest. What about um, the one that went right to the Texans in the red zone? Oh, that was a terrible one, huh? He, yeah, he, he's <laughs> had he's had some bad turnovers, but the way he had the way, some bad he's had many bad turnovers. It's it's no, not it's, it's nothing to put to the side, Simon. It's, it's something you can't ignore. Don't don't play it off like it, it's nothing. It's not some, okay? It's not some. Um, Thank you. Okay, uh, let me quickly pull this up because I want to. Oh, he's, pulling, he's pulling shit up. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to. Yeah. So in in the last games, Tom Brady's gone. No pick, no pick. Two picks, two picks, two picks. One pick, no pick. One pick. I mean, he hasn't been exactly Mister Ball Security in the last couple of weeks either. Okay. So, I mean, especially with a ball hawk like Trevon Diggs, I, I I don't really think that. If Dak turns it over three times, two times, that that might be enough to make the Cowboys not be able to win. But I also don't think I'm not flagging Dak's turnover problems anymore because I don't I don't look into it as much as other people do. Of course, not. what I will say is it's Dak turns it over when he's forced to be more of a hero than he is. He's a very solid game manager. Play your he's like role a Kirk Cousins quarterback. But he would take Kirk over him, actually. There's it's if he's not forced to play like a forty million dollar quarterback, then it's great. Like if he steps in, does the role that he should do and that the Cowboys need him to do, he easily can do that. But often he tries to be more than he actually is. When if the Cowboys come out, pound the rock. Zeke and Tony Pollard, Zeke's as good as it gets for short down yardage. Tony Pollard's as explosive as it gets. If they pound the rock. So what you're saying is Dak needs to hand it off. Yeah, the thing is that the Cowboys should take the, and he's the a, game his, out of Dak's hands. And his ceiling is a game manager. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here. I'm talking about the Cowboys. But I'm, not, I'm not here to. I don't think Dak Prescott is some top eight quarterback in the NFL. Oh, there you go. Is he enough to win a Super Bowl? Yes. No. Oh, no, yes. Simon. Uh, that is so yes. wrong. Simon, you were, get your head out of your butt. Oh, right, dude, stop. Just stop no, you. no, 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 no. Because this, this is this is where I start to lose it. Because oh, he's losing <laughs> it now on live you, television. You, no, no, you, you, have, you have people uh, going all about Brock. You see, what the Niners have done, they have a great defense and they have great playmakers. The Cowboys, great defense, great playmakers. They have an all-pro left guard, an all uh, all pro Micah Parsons. It, you let your stars make the play. Then you have playmaker TP, Zeke, uh, CD Lamb. Call him TP. Tony Pollard, playmaker T- TP. That's TP? that's a social that's a social media tag. Playmaker <laughs> TP. Well, regardless, that's pretty stupid. But anyways, um, you you let your playmaker exactly what the Niners have done. Good coaching. Let the playmakers make the play and let Brock Purdy. Just play a role. If you let just me, have Dak, let me stop play you. A role. 
Let yes, me stop the, you. yes, the Niners coaching is far better than the Cowboys. And they're playmakers. Yeah, don't even don't even get me started. What do you mean? Like, there's not even you cannot make a comparison. Kellen Moore versus Kyle Shanahan calling plays. Don't even don't even put that within the same breath, first of all. And then I'm, I'm, yeah, like Brian's point, the, the Seahawks, sorry, the Niners fucking playmakers are by far by far better. By far. You got Kittle, Ayuk. McKishan McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, are you kidding me? Eli Mitchell back from injury, and you're telling me Noah Brown, the boys are going to – oh, yeah. Wait, yeah wait, 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 wait. You're picking our fourth best receiver to no. Noah Brown and the boys. Noah Brown and the boys. CD is uh, – CD's good. CD's yeah, good. He's a solid, solid player, yeah. He's like Brandon Ayuk kind of. Second team all pro. He's not Brandon Ayuk kind of. He's far better. Look at all of his numbers. I think he's like probably about the same wavelength. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. McCaffrey's incredible, but Zeke and Tony Pollard as a as a two headed dragon, a two headed monster. They they they're right there in my opinion. So wait, are Dalton you... Schultz is really solid. Are you scared really of... solid? Are you scared of Tom Brady? Oh, he is. Not not like I used to be. No. <laughs> you are scared of him though. More than Brock Purdy, less than. Six other quarterbacks in the playoffs. Six, Six other quarterbacks? That's ridiculous. I mean, I just came up with that number, but Josh Allen, Bro, Mahomes, Herbert. Right, Herber- no, no. Herbert's never put up playoffs. Uh, maybe Hurts. Maybe Hurts. Can I throw a stat out, stat out at you? Please. What? Is this going to be? Uh, no, just Super Bowls matter, right? So Tom, Tom Brady has won the Super Bowl. It's a crazy stat I found on Twitter today. Tom Brady has won the Super Bowl every other year since 2015. <laughs> and this is the other year, isn't it? <laughs> and it lines up that this is the other year. But anyway, not getting into that, I would just say I think the Bucs are going to win. They're at home. And they got home Br- dogs with Brady. Going into Tampa Bay is like Raymond James. Into, you? Oh, dude, come on. Family fire the cannons. Dude, the, dude come, come on, on, baby. Raise the flags. That's it. That's a look at this time. You like site. that? You like that? Look, Bucks yeah, Nation I, goes far and wide, baby. Far and wide. It's a, it's We're in New England. Site. We're here. We're ready. The Cowboys fans travel. There's going to be noise by the Cowboys. Fans. No, there won't be. I'm not worried about home field. Come on. I will say the point you made about Trayvon Diggs, which I'm not the biggest Trayvon Diggs fan. I will say he gets a lot of interceptions, but I, I will say, even as a Cowboys fan, I think you could admit that he loves to gamble. Oh, I'm Brady. Would you eat say? Him up. And I think Brady's going to take advantage of that, especially with Evans. Follow my eyes, Simon. This is Brady's <laughs> eyes. Look over here. Trayvon Diggs runs, and then Evans. I will. I will. I will post. say. I will say. If there's three people, I'd be scared of because of Trayvon Diggs and his. Uh, yeah, I think Brady's football knowledge is just so far above Diggs that. He's someone that can take advantage of Diggs's uh, interest to gamble, per se. Lack of discipline. Um, that being said, last time the Cowboys played the Bucks, Parsons had two sacks. I think it's not just going to be Brady sat back there, taking his time, being able to lob one deep to Evans. Cowboys are going to get home. Obviously, what, Sam Williams has got a warrant out for his arrest, which is a shame because he's had a great rookie year. Um I don't know what the deal with him, but Cowboys pass rushes very, very legit. 
I'd be shocked if it's not four or five sacks by uh, Cowboys D-line. And so I, I don't think Brady's just going to be able to sit back and pick Diggs yeah. apart. Well, I don't think the problem is your defense. I think the problem is how many points is Dak going to put up? Like, do you really think Dak's going to outduel Brady? <laughs> when it, hey, you, you, talk, you can't that, – that's a – What is that? Two what? questions asking different things. You can't say Dak outdoing Brady versus – how many points is if, – if the Cowboys' defense isn't the problem, how many, how many points – if Dak can put up 23, do you think that's enough? Um, just, just Dak himself, not including the I Cowboys don't think offense? that's realistic. Uh, maybe. I mean, If he could put know. up 23 just himself, meaning, like, there still could be other points from, like, the rushing touchdowns, then – Yeah. That's no, 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 no. Oh, oh. you mean, just, like, as a team. If the Cowboys can put up 23, do you think that's enough? No, no. 30? 30, probably. Uh, like objectively, probably, but because the Bucks, the offense just it's just it hasn't clicked on those cylinders. Although I just want to say, I I don't like, I really I want to throw the whole Bucks season out of the window, and I think I can I think I'm fair to do that. I think it's fair for me to do that because when the Bucks won it two seasons ago, hey, they weren't lighting the world on fire in the regular season. If anything, actually, last year's last year's regular season was far superior in terms of yeah. their team performance and Brady's numbers. And yet that they, they obviously didn't look that great in the, in their, you know, second round playoff game. Um, so I, I don't think with Brady at this stage of his career, it doesn't matter. It does it literally doesn't matter what happened. It does not. I don't, I, and I think I'm fair to say that. I think it's playoff time. He's proven time and time again. I can go through, I can spend literally an hour talking about the, the statistics that prove that this guy gets it done each and every time. I can literally bore you to death with those numbers. I don't, but I don't, I don't even have to say them because it's just, it's ex, you know they exist. And I, I, like, I just don't think the Cowboys have that kind of grit. They don't have that kind Can of – Can I also say the, the big bad Cowboys put up six points against the Washington Commanders? Look at that week. recent performance. <laughs> and there was a number one seed on the line potentially, and you guys just faltered. Faltered. Okay. Let me address all of that. Okay. One, I don't, I don't, I don't want to compare Tom Brady pre-lost custody of the kids in New England numbers with what's going on now. This season – when we have recent Tom Brady stuff, it's been terrible. I mean, it's it's being made, it's being spun to make look like Tom Brady amazing comeback against the Cardinals. That was the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. That to think that Tom Brady with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin might be losing to the Cardinals without Kyler Murray just tells you exactly what the season was like. But also, most like the Commanders with Sam Howell. This. <laughs> I wanted to get get out. Yeah, of that's it. that's like almost like the exact same thing, but they got. I, I, crushed, I wanted. Right? I wanted. Okay, so one was being played to get into the playoffs, and the oh, other to get into the playoffs. He played the Panthers. He put up four touchdowns, four hundred and thirty yards. He, that no. wouldn't have been the. That wouldn't. He needed to beat the Cardinals to get to that position. We also need to beat the Panthers. Yeah, he had to beat the Panthers. The yeah, Panthers, okay, it, was, so... it was. It was, and they lost. They lost. They were done, basically. Okay, go 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 look at Dak's game against the Eagles if you want to see some stellar Which huge game? game. Which one? Which uh, was one that? They won 40-34. Wait, versus who? Gardner Minshew? System quarterback. So is Dak. What do you mean? Dak's the same <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm not saying like 
I'm talking about a complete team. You've been at a loss for words a lot this podcast. Are you okay? I'm talking about, enough complete, about the Cowboys football that keep this conversation. I'm talking about <laughs> a complete team performance. Hey, this is what I'd say. I, I, I really couldn't care less about the, the Commanders game. That game meant nothing to the Cowboys. That was that's not, that's not true. That's not true. That's 100%. not true. That's not true. That's not true. 100%. <laughs> really? Because if the Eagles had lost and the Cowboys won, that's a buy. That's a if buy that Eagles you could have used. If the Eagles had lost. If the Eagles but had that lost. Was a, it was a close. That was definitely in the cards. That wasn't. You, you, it was you, not. You don't play your. I'm sorry, Simon, but you don't play your starters and then uh, and not to. like. They didn't like play their starters and say, oh, like, don't really try. Like, don't give it your all. Like, no, you're playing your starters in week 18 for a freaking reason. Don't you tell play me your they were You play your starters. You keep your best plays. For Tom Brady and the Bucks in an important game. Okay, Simon, what's your prediction? You what's your prediction for the game, Simon? Bucks by three. That would seem no. accurate. <laughs> um, I've been going back and forth all week on this. <laughs> I, I, I've never once doubted that the Cowboys win this game. Mm. How much? 27-24. Also, you think right. it's close. I, was, I think it's a close game. I mean, oh, I, I'm not a fool. I'm not going to say Tom Brady's going to get completely ran out of the building. Yeah. That would um, be a foolish statement. Honestly, I think you're kidding yourself. I think you know, I think you have a bad feeling in the back of your stomach. Yeah, right, he sorry, he right does. He knows. Time. You know what's going to happen <laughs> this game. But you can't. You have to show face. You have to be like, oh, I have no doubt the Cowboys are going to win. We all know you have doubts. You have serious doubts. No. Um, listen, Simon, for the sake of time, we've been on this pod for a while now. We uh, you know, wrap things up, but we're happy that you came on. Seriously. Um, gave your thoughts. You're very adamant about this Cowboys team, but I, I'm I'm honestly impressed with your partiality and you can sorry, your impartial out your impartiality and you're able to admit that Dak is not that good of a quarterback. So I'm I'm um, Simon, gun to your head who's going to the Super Bowl. Cowboys Chiefs. So you think the Cowboys make it out of the it's NFC? So wrong. It's so yes. dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> you literally are so wrong, it's unreal. You think of the Cowboys for the Niners? I, you know, I'm I'm not gonna even argue. Yes. Yes. You think right. you can be the Niners? Okay. Yes. All righty. They're basically the same team, right, Brian? <laughs> they're the same team. They have the same coaching and the same play in the, in the same skill position players. Basically the same team. We have oh, a the far defense is right in their level, too, right? Number one ranked Far team. superior quarterback. I don't think Dak and Brock Purdy are that far off. I don't think so either. I, I really don't. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's crazy, yeah, but like it might be a little crazy, but it's not totally like out of the picture. I don't know. All right, Simon. We'll we'll stop giving you a hard time. Um Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you being a guest. You're always welcome back on the show. Um, and we will we'll see you. We'll see you soon. We'll, we'll see, see you Monday you, night. We'll see you Tuesday morning. Oh, night, we'll see you Monday night, and then we'll see you Tuesday morning. We'll see how you're feeling. All right. Really appreciate that, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. Happy MLK Day. Um, stay safe. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> well, that was uh, Simon Chandler. Quite the finale. That was good. I uh, oh Brian Fennell, we still have one more guest. Oh right. Oh best finale of all. Uh, how could you? Yeah, but yeah, Simon's always a hoot. Um, got very flustered there. I think a little bit of a tough. Uh, <laughs> it would be a good game. It'll tough be... arena to be in. You know, with us too. Oh uh, yeah, it'll be a good game for sure. Um, before we have Harry on Harrison Southwick, our final guest, who's going to talk some betting with us. I want uh, both of us to do our playoff predictions and Super Bowl champs. So just to lay out exactly who's going to win every game each round, um, 
we'll just do I, I didn't I just do it on the fly just, and we'll, we'll think of the we'll, and we'll work together to do, think about what the reseeding would be. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. So just to start with this weekend slate of games, obviously I think that the Niners will beat the Seahawks as much as I think it'll be closer than people believe. Niners win. Jags are going to take the Chargers. They're going to beat the Chargers. Okay. I could be wrong about that. I just feel like I have to go with the gut. So Jags beat Chargers, Niners, Seahawks. Bills beat Dolphins. Vikings beat Giants. Bengals beat Ravens. Bucks beat Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's easy. All right, next round. We have to work this. This we, Let's think about the seeding here. So um, the Eagles will be playing the lowest seed or the highest seed technically in the NFC. So that'd be the Vikings, right? The lowest seed in the NFC? Oh, wait, 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 wait. The Bucks. Yeah. No, 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 no. It'd be the Vikings because the Bucks were a division winner. The Vi- no, the Vikings were a division winner. No, I think it would be the lo- I think it's the lowest seed. Like, no, the Chiefs would play like the worst team. Yeah, the lowest seed, whatever that is. So, the highest seed, technically speaking. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, wait. <laughs> we're, 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 okay, so, but that means the not, that means so the Niners won the division. So, they'll be playing the, they'll be playing the, oh, not that, I'm thinking of, yeah, they're playing the Bucks. Right? Um, if the if I think the the Niners and the Vikings will win, then they're definitely playing the Bucks. Eagles yeah, Bucks. yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I think the Bucks will win that game. I think the Bucks will win that game. I mean that. I mean that. Okay. And I think the the Niners will beat the Vikings. Okay. On the other side of things, on the other side of the coin here, um, we would have the Chiefs, and they will be playing the the Chargers, the, the, the Jaguars, the Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. And I pick yeah. the Jags. Um. Yeah, and then it'll be Buffalo, Cincinnati. So, so, so the Chiefs will beat the Jags. Buffalo, Cincinnati has the potential to be like the Chiefs Bank Bills game last year. Yeah. And I, oh, this is so hard. I gotta go with the Bills. I think we need to see a Bills Chiefs AFC Championship game. As much as I love the Bengals, I'm a big Bengals guy. I honestly, I root for them last year the whole way through. But Bills gonna win that game. So we got Bucks, Niners, mm-hmm. Chiefs, Bills. Sorry, Buffalo, but the Chiefs are gonna own you again. I think Mahomes makes less mistakes than Josh Allen. That kind of comes down to. Okay. And the neutral playing field is interesting in, in Atlanta. We'll see how that plays out. I'm curious what the crowd will be like in that game. You know what I mean? Like, what, what will the, the, the diversification of the fans be? Yeah, I have no Maybe idea. More or less with the ratio. Um, and then I think I'm going to go with – I think the Niners will beat the Bucks. I think I, I just, I think Brady has enough to beat – win two rounds. It's mm-hmm. not going to be that Niners team. I, I, as much as I, like, would love to say he does, and I hope he does, he won't. So Niners, Chiefs, and I had the Niners winning oh, – sorry, I had the Chiefs winning – Okay. I have the Chiefs be, and I think at that stage you have Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, and I can't, I can't, in good conscience, pick that the, the Mahomes to lose. Right, when that's the quarterback matchup, it would have to be a complete overwhelming, completely overwhelming defensive effort on the part of the Niners to beat the Chiefs there. So I'm going with the Chiefs being the Niners. That's my playoff bracket. We'll remember that. We'll keep, we'll keep track. Brian, nice. Curious what you got. I'm gonna try and go pretty quickly here. All right. Um, yeah. Let's see. On the NFC side of things, I got San Fran beating Seattle. Yep. Uh, Vikings beating the Giants. Um, Bucks beating the Cowboys. Is that it? Yes. Yep. And then 
So that will set up exactly what you had, right? Eagles, yep. Bucks, Eagles, Niners, Bucks, Vikings. Niners, Niners, Vikings. All right. Uh, I think the Niners win. And I do think Philadelphia wins that game. No! I no. do. <laughs> I do. I would, dude, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm cheering for Brady to, to win another Super Bowl. It'll be close, right? I think so. I mean, like, he's got to go to the link. <laughs> those Eagles. Uh, he doesn't play well against the Eagles. Um, so that would leave Eagles, Niners. I'm taking the Eagles to go to Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, Number my. Yeah, I think the bye helps them. I think Hurts gets healthy. We get back in the position. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I got the Eagles coming out of the NFC. And then AFC goes Bills beat the Dolphins. I have Chargers over Jaguars and Bengals over over Ravens. So that sets up Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers, Chiefs, and Bills win. So I have the same thing, except I'm taking Buffalo to beat the Chiefs. Damn. So that sets up Eagles, Bills. I'm Who's taking Buffalo. That? Taking Buffalo. So you go, you're riding the Buffalo train, baby. I am. I am. Look, I, I think, think sometimes in sports it's bigger, and it's. I also also they're. I mean, like you can say that, but they're also like they're also they definitely could win. <laughs> they're, like, they're fucking amazing. Well, before the year, it's like Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah, that was and, the. Yeah, but like I could see that. I mean, that game is anybody's game. Chiefs, Bills. Like, I agree with you. I actually have to say, I think between the three AFC teams, I think any any of the Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs can make the Super Bowl, and th- like that's totally. Yeah, like, one of them just gets hot at the right time. They have a few plays go their way. They could definitely. Win. Facts. Um, I had to. I, I'll push back on your Eagles thing, but you know what? It could happen if if you if Jalen Hurts can get himself right and he, that week helps. Yeah, yeah. They could be I, I think the people forget that the buy is just so huge. <laughs> like, There's a reason that they play for the the, the buy, dude. Like, and hopefully their defense can get a little healthy. And I mean, I wouldn't. I would obviously be cheering for Brady in that game, obviously. Um, yeah. But. I don't know. I just think coming off a of bye, uh, what's that guy's name? Sirianni. Yeah, I hope hyped up because imagine if they lose that yeah. embarrassment. That would be that's like no matter it's similar to the Vikings Giants game. Like the Bucks really don't have a lot to lose because they just were miserable. But the Eagles, well, no matter who they play, like if they yeah, play right. the Cowboys or whoever, like if they lose that, no, it's not great. great. All right. Um, those, those are our predictions laid out for you. We're going to take a really quick break. Well, for you guys, actually, it's not really a break. It'll be <laughs> put together. But we're taking a break. We're going to have Harrison on to talk about some of his favorite bets for the weekend. We'll awesome. Right back. All right, guys, we're back with our very, 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 very special guest, our final guest. And this wow. will be like a little bit of a finale for the pod today. Um, it's my dear, dear friend of Brian's dear, dear friend, Harrison Southwick. He's had a he has a day off today from classes. Uh, he's a little bit of a betting uh, gambling expert, uh, so-called. Uh, he also is a rather, um, what did you say? He's a, a controversial, uh, polarizing Twitter uh, figure. Uh, I do tend to, you know, follow, keep up to uh, keep up to date with his tweets. I think some of them are pretty <laughs> provocative. Uh, but he's here to give us some of uh, some advice on how we should gamble this weekend. Is that right, Harrison? Uh, yes, William, that is right. Uh, just, I uh, want to make sure I'm following your lead right, right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, as I sit here standing, I got out of my bed. I sit here standing over my, uh, candle from Target. Okay. I can't help but think about all the good memories we've shared together. Uh, wow. no, Harrison, there are many of them and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think it's good for us to share yeah, good memories as we, uh, 
try to put together some good content here for the for the fans, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. It's you. You nod to you. Harrison's gonna try to do this thing where he like suddenly makes fun of me and and and, and mocks me the entire time he's on. So just keep be aware of that. Okay, Harrison. Um, but you are here to give us some good betting advice. Is that is that true? Yeah, I actually think that I got some some walks because what else do I do besides provide walks? You do. You do love those locks. Um, so well, you'd we... be happy to know that I had uh, this spare piece of carrot cake just lurking around my house. And uh, when I got back from the bars last night, didn't oh, touch you the tore into cake. it? You tore into yeah. it? No, I didn't touch it. I didn't oh. touch it. You had good self discipline. Wow. I brought a spoon up to my room and everything. I'm looking at the spoon right now. It's bone dry. <laughs> oh, so you actually were prepared to eat it and you stopped yourself? Oh, I wanted that cake bad. What was the, what? What made you say no? Uh, I'm on the Punta Cana cut right now. Will was it called? The Punta Cana cut. Oh yeah. Oh, so for those of you who don't know, Harrison's uh, going to Punta Cana for a swim break with his with his uh, with your frat, right? Uh, yeah. You need that good. You need that good, good slim down bod, huh? Yeah, you know I've been hitting the gym pretty consistently. Oh, yeah. uh, been uh, cooking. No, no more uh, DoorDash. No more Uber Eats. Very nice. Oh, so you're yeah, yeah. in the process. I forgot, I forgot how talented I was in the kitchen, being honest. You are. You make a great marmalade. marmalade? I do. Uh, you make marmalade? marmalade? No, what's the uh, thing you put I on crab cakes? you're referring to my, my Chad Remillard. His Remillard. How did That's marmalade? Is. Dude, is that, he did it. <laughs> yeah, that was make weird. a great marmalade. <laughs> that was weird on that cakes. one time. That's that was just saying you like what happened is you whipped up marmalade. No, not marmalade. <laughs> you ripped up remillard just like the shit in my kitchen at like midnight. Very once. nice. Yeah, he's, they, he's uh, talented. You're real party party and people pleaser. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's uh, the two words or the phrase that I would use to sum myself up. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's too bad we couldn't get made on the pod with you. We were hoping that would be a little bit of a dual action kind of awesomeness. Yeah, that really would have made my day. Well, alrighty. Um, Brian, um, would you like to uh, kick us off and maybe ask Harrison um, what his favorite locks of the week are? I feel like you guys are not having enough interaction here. Sure. Yeah, Harrison, what are your uh, favorite locks of the week? Uh, I'd 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 prefer. Uh, sorry, I was told to follow Will's lead. Um, I don't really know how to follow your lead. I said he could do. I that's, just gave him. Fair. No, no. I just, I just told him to ask. That's following my lead. I'm just like you knew, you knew, like when you were talking. Like I feel like everything was just coming to me immediately. But as soon as you stopped talking, I was lost. Okay, I just you didn't know, really know what to do with myself. Fine, fine. You'll fall, you can follow my dang lead. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Thank you. What, that that helps. Okay. We'll start with the Saturday slate. So we got three games. Obviously. Uh, Sorry, we got two games. We got um the early game. No, it's three games. No, it's two games on Saturday. Two games on Saturday. Oh shit! I thought it was three. We had Niners Seahawks uh, four fifteen, and then we had the charge the Jags Chargers game at eight fifteen. Is there anything about those any any bets you've seen any lines in those two games that uh, you'd like to advise our listeners on? Um, I'll I'll start off with who I think is going to win both those games. You know, I was I was uh, the Niners lock lock in. I'm very heavy on the Niners. I honestly think that they're making it to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Um. So I, I think that I think that's a win for the Niners right there. Uh, as for the Jags Chargers game, I've been going back and forth on that, and uh, I finally made up my decision today when I locked in my uh, our postseason ranking thing that we're doing. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers in that game. I was I was Jags all the way, and I don't know. I was just reading up on it today, and I, I decided Char- Chargers to win in that. You had an inkling, you might say. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, what they, they did they play earlier this year? I don't think so. Yeah, they did. The Jags destroyed. Uh, yeah, the Jags won, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's not happening again. Uh, I mean, honestly, they played her. They played early on. Correct me if I'm wrong there. They did, yeah. Week it three. It, it's not even. Yeah, it's honestly not even that relevant at this point. I mean, those te- two teams. Have no, it's not. Different. But I, I, the Jags defense. They honestly, they started off pretty hot this year. Um, I think they were top five for a while, but. They've really, really slowed down as the season's progressed. And uh, I actually saw today that right now they're giving up the fifth most opponent passing yards per game. So that's all I needed to see to, like, just sway me in the direction of the Chargers because Justin Herbert is that guy. I mean, what he is is receivers back now. I just I, – I think – I honestly think it's been pretty close because the Jags offense really is bad. But I think the Chargers inevitably end up winning that game. Um, I don't Harrison, think that I had can any... I cut in real quick? Yeah, I hate to rain your prey, but do you know? Do you know that Mike Williams was just declared out for the Chargers Jags game? I did not see that. Yeah, that might really change up your mind, huh? There, buddy, that might really throw a wrench in your plans. <laughs> that was well. That was really funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're such a jerk. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. That doesn't. That really doesn't change my mind that much. I mean, Mike Williams, as a previous fantasy owner of Mike Williams, I I know what he's capable of, and. It's really nothing. It's a, really a I decided bus, that I hate him. He's a bomb. Yeah, I mean, not to say that it wouldn't help to have him, but I, I really didn't change my mind that much. As okay, a yeah, sure. Huge Gerald Everett fan. Oh, are you? I used to have him. I like Gerald Everett. Everett. He's pretty solid. He's a solid uh, under the radar type. Great guy. So, right. I guess in that game, I would say minus two and a half Chargers. I'm riding with that. Okay. Um, as for the, the Seahawks, I live with a Niners fan. I heard Niners fan. Uh, we've been talking about this game all week. My prediction for that game, score-wise at least, is 24-14, Niners win. So narrow um, spread. But that being said, yeah, I, I, see, like, I'm not, I, but I'm not confident in the Niners spread there. I don't know. Okay. My prediction is that, but I, I think that I'm inevitably going to end up teasing that game with uh, Niners minus three and a half, I think it would be. Or Good. Niners minus three and then over 36 or, yeah, over 36 and a half. That I is think. a – I love that's, Seahawks. That's a pretty solid bet. I love Seahawks third quarter say? money line. You like is that, that third a, quarter money pick? line? Yeah, I think they're going to come out. The Niners are going to kind of clap them a little bit. Pete Carroll's going to get them going in the locker room, come out, maybe win the third. That's what I think. I think that they're – I honestly think that they're take. Did you see Did you see the clip of Pete Carroll riding around in a scooter? I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit of a doofus. He tries to act like he's some like, not a, guy not a, in a, not a Pete trapped in an old guy. guy's body and some bullshit. Yeah, it, it's all literally the day beforehand. He's, he's being a piece of shit on air. He's like, I mean, like, we're playing the Niners. Don't really want to play the Niners. And then just goes and rides around in a scooter. Like, he can, he can just fuck that guy. Yeah. Regardless, though, I digress. I digress. Uh, yeah, so, I mean – the best part about the Niners is, although I do think that Brock Purdy is good, he really doesn't have to do anything. So, I mean, Niners cruise that. They, they win that one. I mean, I don't know if I like the nine and a half, 100%, but I think I'm going to be putting the most amount of money on that teaser any, right there. Any, uh, any player props or anything that, you, uh, that you've you shut down you like? or I honestly didn't see anything that I like. I mean, I like Christian McCaffrey to score in the Niners game. That's about it. I mean, I like Gerald, and I like Gerald Everett over uh, receptions, but I think that I only had, like, two props that I really liked for uh, and those are in the Vikings game. But, yeah, so, I mean, Niners, Chargers, that's Saturday for me. All right. All right. All right. Okay. We'll move on to the Sunday games then. Uh, we got Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals. 
Um, you know, Bills minus 13 and a half right now, Vikings minus three, and Bengals minus nine, actually. So that's been that was at nine and a half, I want to say, like not, not like an hour ago. Now it's been down, it's been it, down it, yeah, it was a nine and a half when I was originally looking at it, like an hour and a half ago. All right, so what's your um, advice? Look, which, which one's the first game there? We got uh, Dolphins at Bills, yeah, Bills absolutely steamroll. It's that game's not going to be close whatsoever. I mean, 13 and a half is a lot of points, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. All right, cover. They just, you know, the Bills, the Bills are on a, the Bills are on them. Yeah, they're on a mission this year. I, I think we're going to see a Niners Bills Super Bowl. Okay, okay. Uh, especially if, especially if the Bills and the Chiefs meet in the AFC Championship, which I'm sure everybody would love. But that would be ideal. They're not losing. They're not losing that. They're not losing that game. If you ask me. And also, you know what? They're playing. They're playing for our boy Demar. I don't care about that. Above, above all, they're <laughs> playing for our boy Demar. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. He he lived, he lived, he's off my radar. All right. <laughs> so um moving on, yeah, Harry. Man. Uh Giants Vikings. I am I am I I'm very scared about that game. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to watch it. I, I think the Vikings are gonna win that. I like minus three. I think it's a really close and I think it's gonna be relatively low scoring too. Okay. I'm thinking like ah, like I, I, I can honestly see like like a thirteen seven victory or something like that for the Vikings. Really? So I, I will be taking Vikings spread on that. But I mean yeah, that's a pretty game, you know? I saw on your Twitter that that was the lock of the week, the the Vikings minus three or something to that effect. I have since changed my mind on the lock of the week. I just have a lot of Giants fans followers and I was hoping to piss them off. Oh, there you go. Um well I'm sure you did this. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you think Vikings but, will cover, but that's that, a closer game than you than we might Yeah, I, I would I would also take the under in that game too. Right, so under's at forty eight, so you think? Uh, it's yeah, I like the I like the under in that game too. Actually, that's I, I think that's I think that the under is a fantastic bet, and you know what? You might not be as comfortable with minus three if if it is going to be low scoring, like I predict. But I mean, I, I'll probably end up parlaying the the under. All right, all right. But I, for, for props for that game, I really like Adam Thielen under thirty seven and a half receiving yards. For, for whatever there? reason, I. I like I was just looking at his stat lines and he like over the past four weeks I'm pretty sure that's hit three out of four times, and besides that like every other game of the season, it's it's been like back and forth whether or not it does. So that one's definitely like more of a fifty-fifty gamble, but I, I'm taking that. I think Justin Jefferson has a huge game. I don't know if he gets over his ninety-one and a half, but I like I mean it's hard to guard him, dude. Like as much as you want to draw the attention away from him, it's 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 pretty impossible. Uh, the only He's, person who <laughs> who's that who's that corner for the Packers? Oh, um, Jay Alexander, who called his called him out for yeah, shit, Jay, and actually yeah, locked yeah. him down. That was actually that's one of the uh, most underrated yeah, no, that was crazy. That's happened this year. Yeah, that was hilarious. They, I mean, he was like he was like celebrating, gloating in his face like mid game. That was hilarious. But I I think that that I don't know. I just I think that he's a huge game. But I also really like uh, Dalvin Cook over fifteen and a half rushing attempts. Um, they really like they they conserved him a lot last week. I don't think that he played past halfway through the second quarter. It was the uh, Alexander Masson show after that. Yeah, I was pissed about that because that was the last him scoring was the last leg of my uh, touchdown parlay. Oh, what what else? Really, really well, how much have you won there, buddy? Uh, I think one eighty, but it doesn't matter anyway. That's really that is, But yeah, I mean he's he, he's fresh. He's fresh. I think that he has a huge game. Um, I don't know if I like him to score because I feel like him and Madison after last week could have a little bit of a Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift deal. I mean, Dalvin's going to get you down the fields, but at that point he's tired. You toss in Madison. 
I'm not saying I like Madison to score in that situation. I think it's a trendy bet because of last week. So I would, would stay away from that, but I, it's, Dalvin being fresh, it means a lot to me. And I think in a game where like maybe the passing game doesn't go as well as people think, they're going to try and get things moving on the ground. So, yeah, I like that prop a lot. All right, all right. Um, we're going to skip past the Ravens-Bengals game just for the sake of time. I like the under 40 and a half. But Brian likes the under 40 and a half. Okay. And yeah, Bengals you know, minus nine is my best bet. All right, that. that's your best bet. Okay, that's your, is that your lock? That is that is my lock. Whether or not Lamar plays, that is my lock. Whether or the not Lions Lamar jump plays, out. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and the line's gonna jump. It might. I know, but I think, I think they're. I think they I think they're taking. I think this, Ravens cover. I think they're taking. Uh, I think the minus nine takes into account Lamar not playing, right? Yeah, it does. No, they definitely they're definitely meeting him halfway there. But I mean, if he's efficient with that, he'll probably jump to like eleven or something like that. But, I mean, uh, if he's not playing, I, there's one last thing about that game. Pretty sure, like, Raven, the quarterbacks of the past five games, are averaging, like, under 175 passing yards. Like, it's just it's despicable. It's not, that passing prop, whatever it is, is, under is probably the move. Yeah. They so, don't even yeah, have it posted. Because uh, no, they, yeah. they don't even know. Although, we, are, we did talk, we were talking earlier in the pod, we think it's going to be Huntley. So, we'll see. All right. Yeah, Cowboys, Bucks. Cowboys Bucks. This is kind of the marquee match that you know the three of us are probably most excited for. Um, we just had Simon Chandler on actually uh, Harrison to, to uh, give us his thoughts. It was pretty funny. Um, oh, perfect! Well, because I'll be the complete opposite of whatever that idiot said. All right. So wait, what's your recommendation here? What do you got? Like, what's what we got? A two and a half point line. We have a forty-five and a half point uh, total. Um, what do you, what are you thinking? What's what what do the cards? Uh, what what what, do you, what what are the cards? I'm not. I'm personally not touching that over under. I you can never tell in the in the Cowboys Buccaneers games. Like it's always it's always different. There always, Vol- it could be a shot I'm, all I'm, over whatever. Staying, staying away from Volta. that. Volta. However, I mean Buccaneers plus two and a half. Honestly, like screw the two and a half. Buccaneers money line. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't understand why Vegas is just throwing us money for it. It's it's actually <laughs> ridiculous. No, it is. Dude, the uh, Bucks defense has been so hot as of recent. And Dak Prescott is like, he was he, he's the most picks in the league right now, right? Yeah, he's pretty horrible. Yeah, it's pretty, it's go, pretty it's I'm, crazy. I'm pretty sure I saw today that uh, Bucks eight turnovers in the past four games. Like, that is just a recipe for disaster for Dak Prescott and his Cowboys. And the Cowboys are ter- notoriously terrible playoff team, too. So, you're right. You're I mean, right. I feel like that one is just like the easiest pick of the weekend. Can I, I like. Uh, would, you, would you go? Would you go money line or would you go plus two and a half? Are you feeling confident? I'm, go, I'm going money. I'm going money line on that. I so like it, it's it's like it's a home game for them. It's it's crazy. I don't understand. It, it's playoff Brady. He's the best playoff player of all time. Absolutely. And not, it's, I, not, it's not close. As right long now. as as long as they contain Tony Pollard, then I think that they're going to cruise. TP playmaker, playmaker, TP playmaker, TP. Um, that's what Simon uh, Simon called him playmaker TP. Um, playmaker <laughs> Bucks to win Fournette to score plus three forty. Ooh, I like and that. That's I, my old the only thing that's on my piece of paper right now for touchdown scores is Lenny. Lenny's I gonna get agree in. With you more. It's yeah, it's yeah, gonna be right. Also, I will say, uh, my one of my good friends, Bill Simmons, uh, threw this out in his pod today. He's not a good friend of yours. You don't. He doesn't know you. It has to be a reciprocal. Did you guys get, uh, did you guys get coffee and lunch the other day? Well, yeah, we go and get pizza sometimes too. No, uh, me, yeah. him and, me, him, and the cuz. 
Um, so Cowboys, Cowboys to win the first half, Bucks to win the game. Go out and guess what that is. Like parlayed. Yeah, it's the same bet. Cowboys. Like to win what the, the odds first are? Half. Yeah. Plus plus five fifty. Uh, I was thinking six seventy five. Plus eight hundred. Jeez, oh man, jeez, oh jeez. So his reasoning was like, that's Bucks crazy. always come from behind. So they always, a yeah. They that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, they I do, mean, but I honestly, in this game, I don't even, I don't even know if we're gonna see a late game Brady drive. I don't. I think that they honestly, they're just winning the entire game. Look, look, I'll just say like one Brady, thing. Brady, Brady's pissed. He's pissed. If if the Bucks somehow win this game, they win it. They win it like, like, like with a good like. If they win this game handily, the rest of the league is going to be fe- it's going to be fearful. Like if they beat this Cowboys oh, team, it's not really it's, if it's not like that much of a like a contest, or if it's just like yeah. I mean they win by like seven, like then everyone's going to be like, holy shit! Like are they going to actually like do they have a fucking chance? Because right now I think there's a lot up in the air. Can they can the Bucks overcome the off the regular season woes? And if they can if they can like you know put this team away, this Cowboys team away, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of discussion. There's and then some... they would they would move on to the Eagles after that, right? Yeah, they'd have to yes. go to. The link. Dude, Eagles, notoriously Stop. terrible run defense. Um, Harrison, can I just ask you a question? No. What do you think of the Packers spread this weekend? Your boy Aaron? <laughs> Your boy Aaron? Oh, was this, was, this, was this some planned out little bit that you guys had? <laughs> No, no, yeah. What about his yeah. passing touchdown problem? Yeah, right? yeah, you guys are off there. Hey, you know, we should, you know, be funny. Ask about his boy, Aaron. Actually, totally not playing. Brian pulled it out of his rear end. So, uh, I think you know what, Brian? Little... You, can go and, you can go and fuck right off. Whoa, Harris, this Whoa. is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> There's no room for that. <laughs> you guys suck. All right, Harry. Um, We've been on for a while now, so I I, I had to cut you short. Um, I'm glad you could come on and give us some of your vaunted advice. Uh, so what's your lock of the week? Final oh yeah, what's your lock of the week? Wait, what's your lock of the week? And what's your Super Bowl prediction? My Super Bowl prediction is 49ers Bills. Okay. And my lock of the week, I, I say it's, it's a box money line. Bucks money All line. Right. There we go on the on the Bucks board on the on, on board the pirate ship. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I kind of I kind of like how they have that game on Monday too. It's like it's, it's its own day. It it's is its own day. I like it too. I'm actually I'm I'm on your, I'm on your side there. I think it's great that it's a soul game. Monday night football is a big deal. It's actually it's, I think it's the first Monday night football playoff game in like years. Yeah, I like how they did it. That's crazy. All right, Harry. Yeah, um, like, and then they more time today for too. Fair. All right, Harry, we uh, we love to have you on. Um, we love you, brother, and we uh, will see you soon. And go Bucks! All right. Yeah, Brian, thank you for having me. Um, oh, yeah, that was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, Will, Will, I don't know, Will, I don't know where I would be without uh, your lead to follow. So thanks for that. Shut up. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm glad you followed it. You followed it well. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, we'll see you around. Buddy. All right, have, have yourself a weekend. We'll be in. We'll be in contact, my friend. Yes, yes, we will. All right, see you. All right, adios. All right, uh, that was our final guest. Um, look, we're nearing the three-hour mark. Yeah, we've been on for oh, a while. Oh, oh god, we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> you know, we had a very special guest, as I talked. About. I I probably said very special like too many times in the podcast. It's all right. Um, but Brian, it was it was a real pleasure being with you. Thanks, man. It's a lot of time to... we've spent together. I know it's been virtual, but it's been great. I know. About to uh, hop on the Peloton. I'm looking forward to it. Get the uh, blood moving. There you go, buddy. You need to, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's honestly a pretty, 
remarkable because I'm gonna probably go like lay down. Do oh, you're seeing a movie, right? Oh, actually, yeah, we're leaving it right at three. We're gonna go see Avatar: The Way of Water. My third time seeing it. My parents' first time seeing it. But we're seeing it in a Dolby 3D theater. Nice. It's like a. It's, it's like the native 3D that the movie was filmed in. So Cameron, James Cameron, recommended that you go see it in this format. So I'm excited. Well, let me uh, know how it uh, goes. I will. I will. Uh, Brian and I actually saw it together ourselves. We were very Sorry. high. Um, whoa, whoa. <laughs> really? Come on. High um, on life, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's the wrap. That was our super wild card weekend extravaganza. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, this will be posted on Spotify. Like, I'll probably post it immediately after I end this. Although, I don't know why that matters to you. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we'll have Brian on sometime yeah. in the new future. We love having you on. Maybe yeah, and we'll have man. with Trost. Uh, That'd be okay. nice. Yeah. So if you have any parting words, Brian, then I'll, I'll end this off. Oh, it was a pleasure. I'm always looking forward to uh, speaking with you, Will. And he looks great. I know you guys, listeners, can't see him, but he does look good in the Zoom call. I, I just want to reiterate that. Really bad. I'm wearing a Brady <laughs> jersey. That's what looks good about me. And Brian's got his trademark Bruski. So uh, go past despite not being in the playoffs, right? It's too bad. All right. All right. Um, that's it for us. Adios. See y'all right. later. Uh, hopefully, you. we'll get us back on the Manzi intro. Like regular schedule uh, going forward every sounds good. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out.